Welcome back to Word of God. We are three English majors who have set out to analyze Supernatural now that it's done to figure out what was it supposed to be, what did it become, and how. I'm Ash, the old-time fan. My pronouns are v, vim, or it's, and you can follow me on t- blah, 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 on Tumblr at The Voice of Night Vale. I almost dropped my Twitch again. I haven't streamed on Twitch in, like, eight months. Really? Oh, I'm thinking of someone else's Twitch. Never mind. <laughs> I'm Emma, the latecomer. I use any pronouns, and you can follow me on Tumblr at Lazarus Emma. I'm Wyatt, the newcomer. I use he, him pronouns. You can follow me on Twitter or on co-host at Topple Thrones. And I just realized I didn't do my weekly uh, TTRPG post on Friday. Whoops. I'll, You're I'll disappointing your fans. I know. I'll do that later. I have it banked. I just didn't post it because I forgot because hey, I've been really busy. I keep forgetting to ask, have you ever heard of Roots? I've heard of Root. That might be what it is. It's like Mouse Guard. Yes, I have heard of okay. Root. I mean, is it's it based good? on a board game. Yes, uh, it is. Mitch, Mitch really likes the the PBTA game. Um, oh, there's a there's a PBTA hack for it. Well, it's not a hack. It's a it's an officially they made a game out of the they made a a role playing game out of the board game. Both oh, the role and the game and the, and role the board playing. game are quite good, from what I hear. And the role playing. And game you can follow the, the show on Tumblr, Twitter, and on TikTok <laughs> at Word of Godcast. <laughs> Alex found it the other day, and he was interested in it. And I was like, hmm, "I wonder if my tabletop role playing friends have ever heard of that yeah, one." If it's the if it's the board game, I the board game has like won loads of awards. It's apparently very good and fun. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Alex, today we're talking about <laughs> six three, the third man, and six four weekend at Bobby's. <laughs> No, and worry, I assume this is going to be edited include. so that no. none of the rest of what well, you I, said I mean, I was gonna say is being after cut, I but myself. for the audience, I mean, do you have any idea how much talking I just sat through? <laughs> We're very punchy today. It's yeah, fine. It'll be a good one. Attitude. We've all got the tude. <laughs> Don't say it like that. It's not the fucking 90s. It can be the 90s whenever wow, we want you can it to drop be. That Time tude, is fake. <laughs> Content warnings for these episodes will include gore and body horror, bugs, anti-blackness, police brutality, the fictional killing of an unarmed black kid, torture, death by immolation, and being burned alive-ish. It's a demon. So. If you'd like us to warn for something we don't already flag, you can reach us through our ask box on Tumblr or send an email to wordofgodcast at gmail.com. Cool. Uh, right. Okay. Um... Episode three, then the third man, directed by Robert Singer and written by our 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 dearest darling Ben Edlund. That's just why it's a good episode. Um, we open on a cop washing his face at the precinct, and he's got a hole in his cheek. He tugs at it, and the skin peels off. It's very gross, and then he starts bleeding from every orifice and explodes into blood, which is pretty cool. I wish that happened Goop. to more cops. Mm-hmm. Cut to Dean shirtless in bed. He and Lisa have some morning breath makeouts until it turns out he was not doing that. He was just having a nice dream. We get a weird intercut of him doing his like morning stuff, like stretching and all that, and then Sam doing his exercises, like shirtless and sweaty. Uh, and apparently he slept with a sex worker who had such a good time that she's down to sleep with him for free next time, which, sure, all right, but he throws her number in the trash. Uh, rude, IMO. He calls Dean, he's got a case, uh, and is pretty bossy about it. We cut to a cop doing cop stuff, scanning speeders, looking like off-brand Hank from Breaking Bad. And then he gets attacked by something invisible and covered in horrible boils and dies. It's pretty sick. Uh, Sam and Dean go investigate the precinct, and Sam elaborates that the cold open cop literally dissolves into blood, uh, including his bones, which is rad. Uh, then they look at Discount Hank's gnarly corpse and get a lead on a witness, Ed Colfax. Also, they're driving in separate cars now, which is sad. 
Ed doesn't want to talk in a suspicious way, so Sam kicks down his door, and inside they find him scratching out all the faces on his pictures. So, yeah, he's not doing good. Uh, he thinks he's next and said the other two guys had it coming. God wants them dead because of Christopher Birch, who has no face and a planted gun. Mysterious. Then his brain turns into locusts that crawl out of his head and he dies. Again, rad. Uh, anyway, apparently <laughs> these cops killed Christopher and made it sound like a shootout, and the boys think it's angels punishing them because blood boils and locusts. Really funny to think about cops ever being guilty for shooting a black kid. <laughs> that that doesn't happen. LMAO. Uh, Dean prays to Cass to figure out what's going on, and he gets his feathery ass down here. He likes Dean better, apparently, which is why Sam, he didn't call when, he didn't come when Sam called. Um, but he explains that, no, it wasn't God who got Sam out. No one knows what's going on. Uh, and he's actually here because of the killings, because apparently the angels aren't doing it. But someone is using the staff of Moses, apparently. Uh, heaven got heisted during the apocalypse chaos, which rules. Um... Christopher's dad is the main suspect because he said his son got killed by the cops, which is fair. Um, anyway, they go be cops and interrogate him, and he didn't do it, but his other son, Aaron, did. Uh, who's he's Aaron's like a little kid. He's got it. He's got the staff. Uh, Castile takes the staff from him with ease, and they find out that Aaron got it from an angel who said he could have justice after Aaron prayed for it. He traded his soul for it. So a corrupt angel sawed up Moses' staff and has been going around selling it for souls. Interesting. Uh, Cass knocks Aaron out and teleports them all back to the motel. Uh, Cass is going to rip the angel brand from the soul transfer out of his body, which is going to hurt him a lot, and Dean isn't cool with that, but he does it anyway. Uh, he gets the name Balthazar, who apparently was Cass's friend, and he thought that he died during the war uh, in the previous seasons. Uh, then they get attacked by a knife weirdo angel in a suit who says Raphael says hi, and he and Cass go out the window in a pretty cool shot. And they destroy Sam's car by landing on it. Uh, Knife Weirdo escapes, and Cass explains that Raphael wants the apocalypse back, and there's a civil war in heaven. Cass does some magic to find Balthazar, and they teleport to a nice house, leaving Aaron for the cops to find. Cass goes looking for Balth, has a weird encounter with a frog, and then finds Balth in a fancy party room. He found out what happened from Knife Weirdo, and then filled him with frogs. Balth did, I mean. Uh, Cass is disappointed, because Balthazar has fallen into decadence, and they have a pretty cool conversation we'll talk about. But it ends in Raphael and his knife weirdos showing up and Balthazar getting the hell out of there with his loot. Uh, they fight the knife weirdos and Raphael kicks Cass's ass until Balthazar shows up again to save him and turn his vessel into salt. Uh, Raphael's, I mean. Sam and Dean capture him with the old fire and oil trick and get Aaron's soul back, but then Cass lets Balthazar go because he owes him a debt and teleports out of there, probably because he knows Dean is going to be mad at him and he doesn't want to deal with the RSD, which I get, but it's an unhealthy coping mechanism, man. <laughs> in the denouma, Sam and Dean talk about the ethics of torture a bit, and Sam being a weirdo now, he's okay after being in hell, which is suspicious, and the show tells us it's suspicious by giving us like a five second close-up on Dean's suspicious face. End of episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that really was an episode. Mm-hmm. It was an episode. Um, Balthazar and Crowley, opposite ends of the same spectrum. You see my, you see my genius, you see why they are my crack ship in Supernatural. I see that. Literally no, everything I get they that. say is about gay sex. There's no other way to interpret that. <laughs> exactly. They would have they would have like the nastiest sex. It would um... be so unhealthy, but <laughs> makes no damn sense. Compels me though. <laughs> so like a solid eighty percent of this episode is plot, which like mm -hmm. I've I summed up in exhaustive detail. This is one of the longer synopses I've written. Um, so we can, we can probably, like, move it a bit more of a clip here in terms of, like, just not going scene by scene. Let's talk about the meat of this. Speaking of meat, goop. 
Yes. Yeah. The, That's the my first, first note. scene of like this guy dissolving into blood is very gross. It's really well done. Like they they had yeah. good effects for actually for the both effects. Of the, like, yeah, all of the effects cops. in this episode are great. Oh, three of them. Yeah, like all of all all of the deaths. It's good gore. The like I would say brain... the exception to the good uh, effects is when they smash Sam's car. The dent in it. Looks oh like yeah, the ass. dent is extremely CGI. <laughs> it does not look good. No, you're right. But all the all the, all the practical effects look good. I guess the locusts are are fake locusts. They didn't. Well, they look better locusts. than the bees. It's true. They do. It's not hard though. It's not hard to look better than the bees. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you get to see Sam years. tits in this episode. Uh-huh, you do get I'd... to see Sam tits. That's how you know I mean, that something he's... is wrong with him because he is shirtless. Yeah, because he's shirtless. He's a real jacked, I'll say. He is very jacked. Um, uh, I wrote in all caps, Sebastian Roche when I saw the the guest starring i didn't remember that balthazar was in this episode yeah i love him i don't know if i'll still love him by the end of this but <laughs> the rose tinted glasses of the old fi- old time fan love him i just i just love a gay bitch <laughs> he's good like i really like balthazar I'm, yeah he's I'm, fun. I'm excited to talk about that cast both conversation mm-hmm. carly and balthazar both feel like they're drawing on the good omens in the way of like this yes. Specific, like Balthazar is like if if Crowley and Aziraphale never got split into separate characters. Sorry, Crowley mm-hmm. and Aziraphale never got split. You know, like if there was an angel mm-hmm. who was Crowley. But this mm-hmm. one, he's a Aziraphale's like a uh, uh, fuddy duddy. Still, this guy's like this guy's having sexy parties. Mm-hmm. Um. Um. The next thing is the makeouts, and then and then. Yeah, Dean is like distracted during their dream makeout. Um, I was half expecting him to look up and have Cass just standing there. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be so funny. They should do that again. Cass should invade his dreams again. It's funny when they do that. The transcript says that he's distracted by the sound of a heartbeat. I didn't notice that. Um, But given some other things we know about season... Well, we find out about season six. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Also, his arms are out. only in the DMs what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, his arms are out. He's topless. We love to see it. Um, yeah, so dark mode Sam has no respect for women. No. This is how you know there's something wrong with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Sam used to yeah. be always drinking the respect women he juice. He used to insist that he would never pay for sex, and now here he yep. is. here he is. Mm-hmm. Insisting on paying for sex. Which, good, mm-hmm. you should pay a sex worker for their, their time. I can't believe she forgot. That's so stupid. That, that's, I... my one, that's my one dead-end crime in this episode. Okay, here's the thing. I don't believe that she forgot. I think the whole, like, so I guess you need to start your day, huh, was like, aren't you forgetting something? Mm. No, she she turned to leave, and then he, like, cleared his throat and held up some cash, and she Yeah, was, right, that, that is forgot. what happened. Also, he says, like, one word at a time to her. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, he is, he is extremely it's very rude. much, like, not Sam behavior. Yeah. yeah. I, I was, I, I assumed that she, because the, the bit at the end is, like, you don't have to pay next time. So yeah, the, 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 yeah. What, the, what it was implying is she had such a good time. She's like, I don't even need money for this. Textually, you're absolutely right. But I do in my own brain. No, she was being snarky. <laughs> That's a valid read. That's not what happens. No, you're right. <laughs> I know. Um. Then Sam calls Dean. Uh, Sam says, I like to work. And Dean goes, apparently, which is yep. really funny. It was good. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dean calls him bossy. Uh, then we see the the first cop. No, sorry. The second cop. Um, in his little speed trap, and the car goes, Nyoom! 
he uh he puts like booze in his uh in his big gulp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we know that this is a bad cop. Yeah, or a or a tired he let cop. Let that speaker anyway. go away. Yeah. Well, that Based. was that that bit was very funny. Or he's like, I think it's like the speed limit's like sixty or something, and the speeder's going seventy. He's like, ah, oh, you can do better than that. He's not yeah, gonna exactly. he's not gonna bother for higher than like ninety. Yeah. When I like I said, bad cop in like yeah. the way that cops are supposed to do their job. Um. So like bad by the standards yeah, he's, he's of a cops, lazy cop. the standards that cops impose upon themselves. Yeah. Like he is a bad cop. He doesn't do his job, which is to say, <laughs> bad, like bad by the standards of cops, yeah. not bad by the standards of morals. Um, he is both of those things. Yeah, this episode does not like cops, but in the like sort of liberal way of not liking cops, and is like, let's just put three bad cops in here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, it's institutionally, like, it's, it's fine, whatever, systemically, like... they got away with this murder. Yeah. Um, because they planted evidence, but that's because they planted evidence, you know? It wasn't just covered up. They just lied. But they got their just desserts in the end or whatever, yep. you know? I do like that the show's, like, I like that the problem that they have is, like, we just need the staff back. Like, there's no care for restitution for what's been done to the cops. Like, they did get, justice has been done. Mm-hmm. It's very much um, the way the show treated cops in, like, the first two seasons, yeah. where, like, it's the bad apple narrative, they get away yeah. with it because they have power, but in the end, the narrative um, kills them, yeah. <laughs> usually, <laughs> um, in order to force them to... Yeah, and as, as we've talked about before, like, with, um, uh, what was the kid's name? Christopher? Which one? The, the dead one. Christopher Birch, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I wasn't sure if you meant in this episode or in the last no, not, episode no, where there no, no, was a no. dead kid in a not, cop. Not, yes. <laughs> um, it's like, in the way we talked about before, this show exists in reality instead of like, it doesn't, it's not interested in addressing the problems of reality, but it is interested in showing them, which mm-hmm. like, I don't mind. I don't know. It's fine. Like, it feels a little like, oh, our boys just wandered into this like real shitty situation but Mm -hmm. like i don't mind shows showing shitty situations and like the show is definitely sympathetic toward uh aaron and his dad Mm -hmm. when we saw um when we saw aaron's dad uh, i was like oh yeah the character is black yep (laughs) oh no (laughs) oh the moment it was like we shot a 17 year old and planted a gun and i was like oh they yeah that that kid's not white (laughs) See, like that's what yeah. I thought with my in the real world. Brain. You would, yeah, you would understand yeah. that, but like supernatural actually making that's the claim was unexpected. Yeah, I was like, fully expecting that this to just with be... their whole chest. Yeah, which not to say that cops don't extrajudicially kill white people because there was there's a big thing in my city right now about it. But yeah, for um, sure. The the fact that they actually like acknowledge that it is a a racial thing and. And this is what two thousand eleven. It's it was. I was like, oh, so we are going there. Cool. Yep. Um, this is still October of two thousand ten. But yeah. Okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I guess the boys are pretty copy to to Aaron's dad, but like. Yeah, they they do some cop shit in this episode. Again, I think uh, I think they're mostly like that because the the it's very dangerous for someone to have this staff, which is is fair, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, like I said, they're driving in separate cars now. Um. Dean races Sam, which is cute. Uh-huh. 
The yeah, quips like, they have at each like, other. No, I was kicking your ass. I love Bedley's yeah. little banter. Yeah. It's good. Uh, the banter good they have it. about I mean, their cars the, is so good. That's the thing he's good at as the writer of the tick. Mm-hmm. It's a good comedy writer. Um, they're not racing yet, though, because before that, we have Dean on the phone with Ben. He says, I know you're lying because I lie professionally. That's how. Now tell your mom you <laughs> broke the damn thing and take it like a man. Okay. Imposing gender on your child. Um, and Sam kind of like makes fun of him for being a dad. Get off his ass. He's allowed to be a dad. Yeah, that's his son. That's his son. Yeah. Um, I do, they make I fun do of love each other's that cars, which is also fun. Yes. Dean makes a comment about how it's made of plastic, and Sam goes, What's your mileage again? Uh huh. Leave him alone, Sam. So his car is defiantly on PC. Uh-huh. God. I mean, that's a real shit. I know we bring this up every car, time, sure but that. like, <laughs> what a line to type with your entire and fingers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean it's evocative yeah it's, 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 it's a vibe to go it for, very much like, it sure a was a choice yeah eric kripke i want to study you like a little bacterium <laughs> in a petri dish i want to study him like a bug that i found on mars <laughs> oh alien bug um anyway they talked to officer colfax yeah i love how he shuts the door and he's like obviously like drunk off his ass yeah. Um. And Sam just kicks the door in, and Dean's like, "Dude." It's really funny. It's, it's like really you guys funny. do yeah. this all the time. I know it's not. I guess they don't usually it's do it. It's usually when not a cop's home, house. But yes, it's also mm-hmm. a cop's house. Yeah, my notes say, "Dude, okay, man." <laughs> yeah. Whatever, bro. Um. Before briefly, Dean, before this scene, uh, refers to the two previous dead cops as Skidmark and Bubble Wrap, which is really funny. <laughs> yeah. We, it's so good. I love him. Okay, so they have broken into his house. They watch him scratch out all these faces. He yeah. scratches. Yeah, he's his been scratched. He's been scratching out. Every- yeah, he's like itching his head this whole scene. It's so good. Like I wouldn't even have minded if they hadn't taken the hat off. I thought the locust thing ruled, but like if if it had just left us with the like what's under the hat and we never knew, that also would have been cool. I think because like it's mm-hmm. it's implied pretty well. But the the going for the gross out at the end there was effective. I think I got oh I got I got good. shutters. And it it yeah. did it solidified because you know it works in threes or whatever. It solidified yeah. the the plagues. Yes. Thing. Yeah, I mean they also could have just had locusts like crawl out from under his hat, but they they showed us his horrible head hole, and I love it. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. They love putting bugs in people. Yep. <laughs> That's because it's gross. Like and we hate when bugs are in people. That's true. Um, this guy's last words ever spoken are dirty jock. Yep. Rip. <laughs> Gonna have to sp- explain that one to St. Peter, I guess. <laughs> uh, so they, they consider that these are three of your more popular Egyptian plagues, which is a really funny phrasing, considering, like, yeah, these are out of order. Um, mm-hmm. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it doesn't bother me at all. Anyway, Bedland is allowed to, so. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say, it's Ben Edlund, so it's okay. <laughs> Uh, Dean says, I don't quite remember that in the King James. That's because you've never read the King James scene. You're Jewish. It's not true. He browsed it briefly while they were talking about the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Sam says, maybe heaven has a hate on for bad cops. This show is so much. Like, what a line to put on TV. What a line. I wish that were true. I know. Angels are like cops. They so. are. Well, yes. Angels are cops. Angels are cops. <laughs> <laughs> left us when you say a cab smiley face left us when you say a cab includes castiel no! 10,000 word post 
<laughs> Just wait. Castiel has done nothing wrong. The cop behaviors were not justified. Castiel has done nothing wrong except for the atrocities. Speaking of Castiel. Behavior. My baby! Oh my god. I love him so, so okay, much. So Dean He's such Sam, a bitch in this like, scene. Wow, He's we have a problem. A and Dean goes, scene. we should call Cass. Um, and Sam says that so Cass doesn't answer. And Dean goes, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray to Castiel to get his feathery ass down here. He's so funny. He's so um, funny. And Sam, this is great. Sam goes, you're an idiot. Dean says, stay positive. Sam says, oh, I am positive. And doesn't even bother <laughs> saying that I'm positive you're an idiot. Because Bedlin doesn't do that. Lazy writing. It's beautiful. Um, I mean, he does do that. He's right behind me, isn't he? Like, yeah, I was just about like, to say. Which is a bit of a, it's a, it's a bit overdone as far as was it overdone in two thousand ten? Yes, though? that's the, that. Yeah, he's right behind me, isn't he? Is like a Three Stooges bit. They put that shit in Beowulf. <laughs> <laughs> Bold of you to assume I knew what was going on in Beowulf. You should read the uh, Maria Devana Headley thing, Headley translation, where she translates Hwaite as bruh. Bruh. Yeah. I should then. Yeah, you've sold me on it. That's um, good. Dean does that little peek in the middle of his prayer where he like opens one eye and kind of checks if Cass has shown up yet. It's so fucking cute every time he does that. I love him. He's such a little kid. Uh, Sam, Sam says he's right behind me. Cass says, wait, Wyatt, you should read this because I like your Cass voice. Uh, yeah, he just goes, hello. <laughs> and oh. Sam's like fed up about this. The the my favorite line here though is Dean and I do share a more profound bond. Literally. Yeah. And then he literally turns to Dean and is like, I wasn't. I wasn't. Gonna I wasn't gonna it. mention it. Yeah, yeah. He thought that was private. <laughs> he wasn't gonna mention it. They're more profound bonds. He's like, literally, I just bond. like Dean more. Yeah, oh right. He, also, also. He says rip like, to Sam, but to me, Dean is the protagonist. No, the mm -hmm. other, the other one, the other extremely autistic thing he says here is uh, Sam's like <laughs> Sam makes fun of. Him. He's like, "Hello, hello." And Cassie goes, "Uh, is that still the term?" Yeah, yeah I love him so much. That's what I was trying to get you to say. It's so good. he's so it's... exhausted. Sam I need to kiss him asshole. so bad, <laughs> literally. <laughs> um, he's like, the whole thing remains mysterious. Sam goes, what the hell does that mean? And Cass goes, what part of I don't know escapes your yeah. understanding? I love when he's a bitch to Sam. It's so funny. It's, it's so really true. Good. He's just like, fuck that um, guy. Jumping back just a little bit, Dean's face when Cass says we share a more profound bond uh -huh. is so good. He like looks confused for a second and then he gets like a, huh, kind of a look. It's mm -hmm. good. I love it. He's got a friend. He's got, a, his, that's his best friend. Um, They're literally best friends. They talk about the staff of Moses. Uh, Castiel says, uh, Castiel makes a joke here, which is great. He doesn't do that very often. He's like, the weapon is being used in full capacity. I think we can rule out Moses as a suspect. And he like pauses so for effect when he says that too, but neither of them laugh and I'm sorry for him. I love, I love it when Cass tells jokes because you never know if he's just being Cass yeah. or if he is actually joking. Mm -hmm. Unless he gets self-conscious and points it out. Uh-huh. <laughs> And then they um, they continue. There's also good blocking in this like, scene because Cass is like holding oh, the jar of locusts and like gesturing with it, which is good. Yeah, good. and then he, to in order to illustrate his point, he gives Sam the jar so that he can do his air quotes. So he says, yeah. "My people skills are rusty." Are rusty. 
part of me, but I've spent the last year, year. as a multidimensional wavelength of celestial intent, which is like one of the most classic cast lines ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. The air quotes especially is like everywhere. One of like it's, the seminal cast moments. It's very good. Um, He's trying. I think it was Nick who had a really good post about like, yeah, the, the parts that he puts in quotes are things that like he as an angel would think are like more metaphorical you know like yeah. rusty he, he's he is not covered in rust time you know? differently people skills when, yeah. is like a whole concept year is a made-up idea of like how long like a word for how long the earth takes mm -hmm. like whatever like those are just human concepts of course he's putting them in air quotes it's so fucking good yeah um and then multi-dimensional wavelength of celestial intent is like one of the cast uh phrases ever he's so sexy yeah, you y'all have referenced that before. I mean, he said stuff like it before, like I don't exist as a person. I'm like bigger than that, but yeah, it's a good specific. Yeah, it's good, and I'm in conceptualization love with him. phrasing. Yeah. Um. Also, Cass says "yeah" in this scene. I don't know if he's ever said "yeah" before. I don't hmm. remember, but um, usually he says "yes," and this time he said "yeah." It's true. So true. He's they're they're rubbing off on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's picking up their dialect. He's mirroring. Yeah. Um, so then we go talk to the Birch family. Uh, I really like that the kid's name is Aaron because of the whole staff of Moses. It's his brother. It's a nice touch. Mm, yeah. Um, also, this time we have oh. uh, three black characters who are all named in this episode. Yeah. Wow. Even though one of them is dead. One of them is dead, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I like that they do they do a fun cut here as far as like continuity goes because he holds up the article and then it cuts onto a different copy of the article in the Birch household, which is that's nice. I like a, mm -hmm. I like a good good uh, I forget what that's called, but when they when they maintain continuity on an object between cuts. Mm -hmm. Anyway, this is where they do cop stuff. Um, yeah, they're like, yeah. They're like who's giving them, them their justice? You know. Yeah, uh, Cask just goes right in with you smote them with the staff of Moses, and Daryl goes, "The hell kind of fed are you?" Because that's a weird thing to say. Mm -hmm. um, it's great, exactly like when Cass went along with Dean in uh, was it Free to Be You and Me? Free, yep, and he was free like, "They're it's demons." Um, yeah, Cass is literally correct. Why are you keeping the supernatural a secret from the general population? Mm -hmm. but, <laughs> they uh, made a sawed-off shotgun out of this. It's staff very of funny. Moses. It's like it seems to be sawed off. So good, I love it. I just read one of the notes for something later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, we'll get to it, but that's why I'm, that's why I'm like this. Fair enough. <laughs> um, <sighs> then Aaron says that this angel, they just like accept that it really was an angel. They just take this kid's word for it that's a, that it's an angel and not like he mistook a demon for an angel. But that's like for the sake of convenience, the way they always get the first answer right. Um, so whatever. It was, in fact, mm -hmm. an angel. And Cass says that an angel has never bought souls before. Interesting. What would an angel want with a soul? Why would angels want souls? Hmm. Hold that thought. Hmm. I, I still don't really know why they want them. It's, it mentions that they're, like, powerful, but it doesn't really say why. Like, it's a good currency, but but what what, what do you what can you buy with it? Hmm. Who, who are they trading with demons? For what? I don't know. Okay, uh, so they kidnap Aaron, which Dean thinks is weird, um, and Cass says, when a claim is laid on a living soul, it leaves a mark, a brand. Points really hard at the handprint. So fucking yep. good. Mm. Oh, also, the, the Aaron kidnap, like, cut is great, because um, it, like, zooms in on Cass and then zooms out on Cass 
in the in the back in the motel. Like it's seamless. Mm, yeah. It's really good. It's a really fun technique. Yeah, he he like Shout puts him to, to sleep, Singer. and Dean goes, "What'd you do that for?" And Cass says, "Portability," and they're already there. Yeah. Uh huh. I love how he doesn't even have to touch them to to fly them. It's just yeah, he's just an popping excuse. them around. He just touches them for an excuse to touch them. I mean, it's probably easier. Yeah. Probably. I, I get the I get the sense that he's leveled up. He has. Oh, that's true. Right after uh, yeah. the season five finale, he is better yeah. than ever. Yeah. Yeah, he's a textually he's a seraph like now. he does it he probably used to but he doesn't need to anymore he has a broader control of his teleportations but he still does that's my point is he does anyway maybe for old he touches sakes. them when he yeah. when they appear in the birch houses uh, in true, the, birch true. House the first time when dean goes cast a little bit of warning next time the rituals are so intricate uh-huh so then cast uh is gonna read the mark left behind um dean objects to torture and sam's like all right uh, and Dean goes, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. This is the one part of this episode where I was, like, completely, like, I I know torture is, like, a theme in this show, but I'm so, I, I'm, I'm so not interested in it. Like, yes, you've made up this little trolley problem or whatever. Like, do you torture this kid or save X amount of people from this evil angel or whatever? It's like, okay, fine, whatever. You've, you've set up your little moral problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. Although I do like that um, when Dean confronts Cass about it, he says, I don't have the luxury to care. Yeah. Well, mm, I, I, I like it, that. but that's also very much like the U.S. military propaganda answer of like, we don't have that's the luxury no, to, to care is, about the yeah. people we torture in Guantanamo Bay. We got to figure out where the WMDs are. Yeah, because Cass Fair. very much is part of this military yeah. of heaven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just like in general, presenting caring as a luxury um, and like having emotions as a luxury. I mean, this is the guy who said for the first time, I feel like yeah. he's not allowed to to care about people. Yeah. And from that angle, I'm fine with it. Like from the character stuff, like I get why it's here. I get why it's also exactly. here to set up the conversation between Dean and Sam at the end, particularly around Dean's whole torture thing and like Sam's perspective on torture now as like, eh, whatever, it's fine. But uh Anyway, then the knife weirdo shows up. This angel is such a weirdo. Like, like when He's I called so him weird. a knife weirdo in my notes, like, I called him that for a reason. He's, like, ready to go. He's got weird vibes. I feel like the angels having a war probably messed a bunch of them up. Uh, very much like the Jedi, like, and how they weren't supposed to, like, be soldiers in Clone Wars. Like, what is what is suddenly turning this order into, like, people who... Are, are gonna have a big war with demons instead of like you know angels see and i, I also think i also think like the whole war with the demons was part of the plan the civil war in heaven was not yeah the they're going off the rails there they're going off script and i think that the angels do mm. not like improvising yeah well and also they started going off the rails during the demon war too like they've been going yeah. off the rails ever since god disappeared yeah yeah shit's been bad all the angels need therapy um but yeah, I guess like I, I guess before we talk about this, actually, I'll just say while I while I brought it up, the shot of them going out the window is great. I don't know it how is. they really good. did it. It seems expensive. It reminds me of the time when Dean and Sam jumped out the window when Anna was first introduced. Yeah, but that was like they um. I think how they did that, though, is because they framed it from they like filmed it from below. And so I think they did like a forced perspective thing to make it seem like they fell a long way. But like, actually, they just jumped out like 
right out onto the ground is probably how that worked. I don't know how they did this, because, like, we see it from multiple angles and, like, them falling. Um, it's good. I'm, yeah, and they're, a, like, cool moving shot. dynamically. Like, yeah. Cass grabs the other angel, like, mid-fall. It's really good. I don't know. I don't know enough about special effects. Probably they did some green screen wizardry. Like, they, they, like, I don't know, jumped onto a mat or something and then they superimpose them in i don't know but it's cool it looks great they did a good job mm -hmm. the car however <laughs> yeah looks bad and the it like it's i don't think the perspective is right on the car no no it's absolutely not castiel is so small next to it this this isn't this isn't right <laughs> i'm posting this in rest we can put this in the yeah this is that car is not the right size Oh wait, you're so right. Oh that's, my god, that's 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 bad. That's like pickup truck size. Yeah, no, that's not the size of Sam's car at all. No, Sam's car is a, like a little Lamborghini. Cass, Cass should have like, Cass is as long as this guy. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's fine. Um, yeah, it's whatever. Um, before that though, let's. So there's a war in heaven, huh? Raphael wants to like start the apocalypse back up, which that makes sense. Of course, there's old guard, but like. Mm -hmm. That's new. Or I mean, I guess it's I guess it's old. I guess there was a war in heaven a really long time ago, but I like this. I like that this like schism is occurring in this way. Mm-hmm. It's a fun it's fun like uh post power vacuum drama. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly what Cass predicted when they defeated Lucifer and Michael. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, but he when Dean asks why he didn't show up or something why he didn't tell dean and sam about like the war in heaven uh he says i was ashamed i expected more from my brothers yeah so while he expected the anarchy he did not expect things to he kind of i think what he probably expected was like to walk in and be like hey so uh i did all this stuff i'm spe god's special little blorbo he brought me back from the dead like three times um and so now I'm in charge and then kind of expected all of the angels to like fall in mm -hmm. at that because like in his mind, he is now the clear like authority. Yeah. And of course, Raphael did not like that. <laughs> it feels yeah. like the kind of I can't think of a specific example right now. It's like on the tip of my tongue of like the, the trope of like the character who thinks that all they need to do is alert the authorities or tell other people uh, yeah. about the problem and like everyone will just do the right thing and then mm -hmm. like so Cass was expecting it to be a mess up there but he was just going to tell everybody okay this is what happened and then they'd be like oh okay that makes sense we'll follow you now uh, they did not mm -hmm. do that no and of course like Seraph or not brought back from the dead by God or not like it's it's this this guy who I guess was like a well-respected member of the garrison and everything like that who but who ultimately defected and betrayed heaven and the archangel Raphael who is scary and intimidating and cool as hell like I I like how realistic the schism is of like mm -hmm. I can definitely see like some angels would want to fall in line with Cass some angels would want to fall in line with Raphael some some of them would be like this is all fucking bullshit <laughs> like Balthazar and be like uh, no yeah I'm and not only is Raphael like more established as higher in the hierarchy um he's also promising a return to the original plan um, uh -huh. and angels do not like change yeah 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 he's he's promising order and not mm -hmm. freedom whereas Cass is is offering freedom in exchange for 
chaos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cass is saying, hey, we can do this differently. We can do it better. And Raphael is saying, like, that sounds really hard. Why don't we just go back to doing the last thing God told us to do, mm-hmm. which is really tempting to the angels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they do the they do the uh, teleport. Um, oh, yeah. Also, right. <laughs> real quick. There's a when the when they fall in the car, Sam's like, my car. And Dean goes, well, silver lining, <laughs> which is funny. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, so now they have to share the Impala again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Cass teleports them to um, the house that Raphael is, sorry, Balthazar oh. is staying at. Um, and uh, Dean's like, I was expecting more Dr. No, less Liberace. Because, yeah, it's a very fancy, like, I don't even, I mean, I guess, yeah, I don't, I don't fully know how to describe this house besides that. But, like, it- you know, Liberace implies... It like, looks like it belongs decadence. in Hollywood yeah, Hills. Yeah. It's opulent. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's a shot where Cass is like waiting for someone to show up. At, um, I think this is after he's seen the frog. And he like lets his angel blade, angel blade slide out. Mm-hmm. That was really hard to say. Angel blade slide out of his sleeve. It's a good mm-hmm. shot. It's like really obvious that like, yeah, Misha had to prop up his sleeve, but it looks good too. Uh-huh. Like metaphysically, that's what he's doing too. I love it when the angel blades slip out of their sleeves. It's good. Yeah, that's cool. I love uh, the like dance music. Yes. Before that, like, I just wanted to say it's really funny that the boys just like disappear out of the scene. It's yeah. Like yeah, they show like, up later. They walked they, in with him. They walked. Presumably, the they're setting up the. Yeah, they're whole, setting up that trap that they do oh, yeah, later. But like, it is funny <laughs> it is that really the. Funny. I was like, where'd the boys go? I guess this is just. I guess this is just the cast like minute now. Yeah, cast is like, I want to go and speak to Balthazar alone. <laughs> Um, while Cass looks around, there's like a shot where we see Cass and then the camera kind of pans somewhere else and then Cass is there too. Beautiful. Yeah, I love how he looks up and then the camera pans and he's looking back down where he just was. I love the, like, he looks up and teleports there and then he's looking down where he just was. Like, I, I love it. I don't think it's the first time they've done that, but it's good. I love it. Also, they just fucking left Aaron behind. Uh, Dean's like, what about him? Yeah. And Cass goes, don't you think the police will take him home? He's like, not my problem. I literally wrote in my notes, like, no, they're not going to do that. <sighs> yeah. Like, yeah, he's been unconscious, but a pair of guys fell out of a window. Yeah. And you're the only one there. Like, there's going to be problems well, for I that mean, child. I don't know. I mean, he's a kid. Still. He's a black kid, though. Yeah, He's like a nine-year-old black kid. I would say he's more like 11. Yeah, it's just, like, he's not strong enough to have thrown two people out a window, is my point. I guess, like, but the it, cops are still gonna be like, hey, what happened here? And he's gonna be like, I don't fucking know, and they're gonna be like, oh, yeah, sketchy. no, it's not gonna be good for him. I didn't mean that, I just mean, like, they will probably eventually take him home. Yeah. When they when they can't plant any evidence that he pushed two people out of a window. Um, anyway, yeah, Frog. Uh, Frog. Yeah. And then Balthazar. Balthazar, I love him. Balthazar makes a, the old frog in the throat joke, yep. and then Cass goes, even I know that that's a bad joke. I love him. <laughs> yeah, this I whole scene so is much. so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Balthazar has been having orgies. Yep. Yeah, he but... said, uh, anything I want. Just this morning I had a menage a... What's French for 12? <laughs> it's good. It's good. And I think Cass is... Like, he... angels know all languages. Like, inherently. Balthazar knows what Yeah, French he's just doing is. a bit. He's yeah, he's just being silly. I love him. I think Balthazar also, and Bella would also get along. Um, because no, okay, I literally wrote goes... in my notes. 
I literally wrote in my notes, they made Bella a man angel. It's true. Oh my God, for real. No, because Cass goes, oh. you're not some common thief. And Balthazar goes, common? No. Thief? Eh. And he's literally <laughs> yeah, also exactly. British. This yep. is exactly. trans Bella. Yep. Yep. Good um, for her. Congratulations <laughs> to Balthazar on transitioning. Uh-huh. I was just going to joke and say that menage a sounds less sexy than menage a It does. Trois. It does. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Canadian. It made me learn that. It made me learn up to like 20 in French in grade school. Unfortunately, I w- mostly willingly took French as opposed to. I had the choice of Fair, French, Spanish. Spanish, or Japanese. Damn, your school I had Japanese. Two years of high school Spanish and then a semester of college Italian. My, um, and then um, I fucked around on Duolingo school... with a lot of different things. Valid. My high school's Japanese teacher was a guy who's married to a Japanese woman and also ran oh. the anime club. So. He had the That's pedigree fun. for That's it. Fun. He was also a weeb. Yeah. But I don't think he married his wife because he was a weeb. I hope not, at least. I never got that vibe from him. <laughs> I think it was just they they existed dif- like separately. Yes. <laughs> um so yeah, um Balthazar is really charming and like uh-huh. likes Cass and doesn't want to have this a fight have this be a fight. He's like, as far as I'm concerned, you and me, Cass, nothing's changed. We're brothers. Of course I want to help you. He calls him Cass. Not Castiel. Yeah. Castiel says, thank you. I need the weapons. He's like, don't ask that. I, that's, that's the one thing yeah. I need. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's like, why'd you run away? And Balthazar, Balthazar says, because I could. You're the one who made it possible. The footsteps I'm following, they're yours. What you did, stopping the big plan, the prize fight, you did more than rebel. You tore up the whole script and burned the pages for all of us. Yes! A new era, no rules, no destiny, just utter and complete freedom. So... And he has decided to go full, like, decadence, hedonist. It's great. I love him. He's valid. Uh-huh. It's like, you proved to me we could do anything, so I'm trying everything. What difference does it make? Uh, <laughs> Kat, you guys, have you guys seen the meme that's like, uh, millennials, nothing matters, glumly. Zoomers, nothing <laughs> yeah. matters, finger guns. Yes, that's yes. Kat, that's Cass and Balthazar. So yeah. true. Cass is like, I have rebelled against heaven, and now I have to fight the civil war. And Balthazar is like, I have rebelled against heaven, and I am having so much sex about it. Uh-huh. Literally so true. <laughs> See, Balthazar, Balthazar took the route that Enverse Cass did, where he just smokes mm. a lot of weed and has yeah. a lot of sex. Yep. Well, Balthazar actually specifically mentions coke. Yeah, he smokes a lot of coke. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah, he's, he said. He's, he he's, says, "Dad's not coming home, so you might as well." Eats weed. <laughs> he says, "Dad's not coming home, so you might as well blow coke and jump on the bed." I love him. Yeah, it's fun phrasing. Um, Balthazar says, um, "What's funny about you? You actually believe you can stop the fighting. It will never stop." Which is, yeah, Ugh. the the narrative Ugh. just continues. Ugh. Yeah. And then he says, I'm really happy to see you, even though you still have that stick up your ass. And then yeah. there's, like, thunder, and he goes, was that you? And Cass shakes his head, and he says, that's my cue. <laughs> really yeah, fun. tell yep. Raphael to bite me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I also love Raphael's entrance. He's so cool. Yeah. I just, I love an, an angel that brings lightning. Like, yeah. the power of his presence alters the weather. It's so good. And then mixed with, like... Raphael clearly has a connection to lightning because um, when they trapped him the first time, he had like lightning coming out of his back, like wings. It was really good. Yeah. I love it. 
Um, the scene with uh, Cass and this like <laughs> giant. Long ago, the four archangels of harmony. <laughs> <laughs> the scene with Cass and this giant Chad angel with like the most like walking toward you threateningly face uh, is so funny because he's like, "Brother, please, I don't want to hurt you." Two seconds later, throws the knife, kills him. Why do they never listen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is. It is really sad though. He does genuinely want them to stop fighting. It him is sad. It's just he like want to kill them. Mm-hmm. And isn't that when Raphael says they'll never stop Castiel because their hearts belong to me or something like yeah, that? Yeah, he says they don't listen because their hearts are mine. Ugh, 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 ugh. Yeah. Um. While Cass is doing all this, Sam and Dean banish some other angels. Dean says, "Peace out, douchewad." Mm-hmm. <laughs> we love him for it. He's having some fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Raphael kicks the shit out of Cass. Uh, he, he kicks him he down kicks the stairs. Him so literally hard. kicks him he down the stairs. Utterly I, annihilates him. <laughs> the the note I wrote in in my book that keeps making me laugh is Raphael said, "Take his ass to the plinko." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he like Cass like falls like part way down the stairs, and then Raphael just slowly walks down after him, and then kicks him again. Yeah. And then he, like, when he gets down the stairs, Raphael's just there and then just, like, smashes him to the ground and take, and, like, uh, does he take his knife or does he just bullet his own knife? I have no idea. Okay, well, either way, he's got the knife. Uh, and then Balthazar shows up and goes, look at my junk, and turns him to to salt, like Lot's yeah. wife. It rocks. Fucking... He's so funny, like, what a thing to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> what a bizarre thing to say. I love you, Balthazar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, got him to turn. It's true. Yep. He's like, your kitchen's socked um, for life. Yeah, so he says this did not actually kill Raphael. He's just going to have to find yeah. a new vessel now. R.I.P. to Donnie Finnerman. Yeah. So true, yeah. But it is, as far as, like, buying them time, it's good. It's hard for Archangels to find new vessels. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was a good play. I, I will miss uh, this vessel, though. He's good. Go on, go watch uh, American Gods. He's he's Mr. Ivis in that. Yes. Um. Also, this yeah. does make the second black man killed in this episode. Yeah. Well, yeah. I First mean, one on of, screen. One of the, yeah. Well, okay. Killed for this episode. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, the vessel. The vessel. Yeah. Himself has been gone for yeah. a long time. Um. Uh, because when when Raphael initially yeah. possessed him, he left him completely destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> so. Anyway, the captor Balthazar, like I said, in my synopsis, and they get the they get the. Soul back. I like that he's like, you're really going to listen to the hairless ape to Cass? And Cass says, the hairless ape has the floor. It's so funny. And Balthazar looks between them and he's like, oh, I know what's it's going like on. It's like that. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. And Dean he's goes, why so are you charming. buying up human souls anyway? And Balthazar goes, in this economy? I swear to God, he says, in this economy. It's so funny. He, yeah, he no, does. He, yeah. It was so 2010. Good. Yeah. Um, this is why he and Crowley would be perfect for each other. Soul yeah, I've only seen I've only seen Sebastian Roche in uh, uh, Man in the High Castle, but he is just a gen- genuinely like excellent character actor. He's so charming. I love his little gross crow's feet when he smiles. He's so yeah. Good. I love his little face. But uh, yeah, he's like after going like oh okay, it's like that. Um, he uh, he lets the soul go, and then Cass lets him go. And, and then uh, Cass disappears, and it, Dean yeah. is annoyed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we see Ben's Halloween costume in Dean's trunk, which is yeah, so which cute. would be it is, cute. It is but the it monster is a, that you're not supposed the, to say. Yeah, so yeah. bad choice there. But the fact that the costume is in the back of the trunk is cute. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good mask. 
yeah, is a good does when say Sam accurate. says it's accurate, he's right. It's, yeah. To the to the version to the, that we the, saw yeah. in the show, yeah. Again, yeah. it would be a cute callback if it wasn't that monster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like so many things about Supernatural. Um, it would be good if not for the everything. Um mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the reason the why racism. they see the mask is because they're uh they're cuz cuz uh Sam needs to put his stuff in the Impala and so they have to reorganize the trunk uh which is is fun. I like that. Uh-huh, it's cute. Yeah. Then Dean calls him on not caring about having to torture Aaron. Yeah. This whole, the vibes of this scene are so off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sam was like, uh, no, I totally cared. I was right there with you. I did not like, yeah. well, yeah, I mean, whatever. I suppose I'm a little rough around the edges from hunting uh-huh. by myself all year. Yeah. Uh, and Dean's like, I mean, you went to hell. I Believe me, I know what that does to a guy. And Sam says, to you. Oof! He says, yeah. rip to you, but I'm he literally true, built That is what he says. <laughs> he says, you know what it does to you. It tortured you in italics, you know. He's like, I think but it I'm still okay. does. But Dean, I'm okay. And Dean gets uh, defensive Sam. about that. He says, "You think you're stronger than me?" He says, "No, just saying Sam's we're like, different." I'm built different, says Sam. Yeah, to you. It's weird. I don't know what's going on. But Sam's like, "Don't psychoanalyze me. We are not the same." Mm-hmm. Smiley face. Uh, then there's like a coming soon thing that gives spoilers for the next yep. like, three or four episodes. Yeah, they're gonna oh, be doing. That. They're that. I'm that's curious. That's just here now. The next episode has one of those, too. Oh, is it? Yep. We're in for the long haul now, so I guess it makes sense. Okay. Anything else for this episode? Oh, actor facts. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I thought it did. Okay. That's weird. I wonder if it's just, like, an episode three one. Um, whatever. Because they they did it early on in another season, too. Anyway. Um, yeah, that's the episode. Great episode, as I said at the top. Um, we got, we got... No, we got another stake set up here in terms of like angel war is a, going to be a problem that the boys have to deal with on top of the monsters being weird, which we'll get more monsters being weird in next episode. Uh, again, I know the season's reputation. I like the cards they're putting down on the table. If you're going to continue the show after the apocalypse thing is dealt with and after it was originally supposed to end, dealing with the like power vacuum after that happens is like the next logical step like mm-hmm. it's it's good like i don't i don't mind it at all we'll see how it <laughs> it's a it's a interesting move let's see how it plays out or whatever the however mm-hmm. the line goes but uh i'm here for it so far anyway um i'm also assuming we're gonna get more uh angel uh weaponry stuff showing up too which is which is fun and exciting um but yes actor facts uh balthazar was played by sebastian roche who was Longinus in Roar, Kurt Mendel in Odyssey 5, Tygath in the Earthsea show, bleh, that show was bad, Wolfgar in Beowulf, <laughs> Thomas Jerome Newton in Fringe, Mike McHale in The Vampire Diaries in The Originals, Clyde Easter in Criminal Minds, Yuri Lando in A Walk Among, Jerry Jacks in General Hospital, Cardinal Michel Merivaux in The Young Pope, Emile Gillot in Genius, Reich Minister Martin Hussman in The uh, Man in the High Castle, Dr. Ethan Campbell in Batwoman, and Sheriff Waggy, Waggy? I don't know, in Big Sky. Um, Lena was played by Julia Roth, who was Jillian Eames in Project Sarah, and Kim Mattingly in Package Deal, and the knife weirdo angel who goes out the window is played by Todd Mann, who is Jacob in Clue, the TV show, not the movie, Wayne Kitchen in Fargo, and Nico in Riverdale. Wild. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's episode three. Uh, we're going to take a break now, and when we come back, join us for episode four.
Alright, 6-4 Weekend at Bobby's was written by Davin Laughlin, um, but this is actually a good one, I think. Um, yeah. So, oh, I'm surprised. I thought Ben Edlund wrote this yeah, episode. Yeah, this is, this is an excellently written episode. This is episode. a really this good episode. This episode is really Laughlin. good. This is one of their hits. Um, so in the recap, we see, hey, remember Bobby? He had a whole deal with Crowley. Um, Rufus and Jody exist. Dean and Sam continue to have issues. Then in the cold open, we see one year ago, so after season five, before season six, uh, Bobby summons Crowley to offer a drink and demand that he give back his soul. Crowley says that there is a loophole in the contract, and he, like, reveals the contract is, like, sort of tattooed into Bobby's skin, but, like, invisibly. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, so because of this, he only has to give best efforts. He doesn't actually have to give back his soul. So Bobby Best efforts got the... me. It's very funny. <laughs> The dark light to like what's is that what it's called? I don't know, UV or black, black light. light. Black light, that is the word, thank you. Um, to reveal a devil's trap and Crowley summons his hellhound, so they're at an impasse because nope. if he doesn't, then he can just stick the hellhound on him. So Bobby lets him go and we get the title card. That's gonna be a problem. Uh back in the present day, Dean and Sam investigate some monster of the week case. They call Bobby for help. Um, we get a montage of a day of the life for Bobby where he is researching for them. He waves to his neighbor. He breaks into the library. He reads late into the night. He calls them at 5 a.m. to tell Dean that it's a Lamia, which is typically only found in Greece. So what's it doing in Wisconsin? Um, and here's how to kill it, blah, blah, blah. And so Dean hangs up without a thank you because he's a dick. Bobby puts down the phone. He returns to what he was doing before the call, which is torturing a demon lady in his basement. He wants Crowley's name from when he was human. He has this demon's bones from when she was human. And so he, like, flamethrowers the bones, which hurts her a lot. And she reveals that Crowley is not just king of the crossroads, but the king of hell. And then the doorbell rings. Yeah. So uh, it's Bobby's neighbor we saw earlier. This is Marcy. She brought over some baked goods. Um, Bobby's not going to get to eat these baked goods. It's pretty sad. Wait, um, doesn't he, isn't he eating it at the end of the episode? I don't even know if he got he a single bite. He a literally bite. started to take a bite and then didn't get it. And it was of the ice cream. It wasn't even of the cobbler. Guys, at the, you're ruining at the, the flow of my synopsis. At the end of the episode, he eats the, the cobbler and ice cream, though, I thought. He's certainly no, he sitting down with again. it. He gets interrupted. Oh, but... he gets interrupted. Right, 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 right. So she brought over some baked goods, and then she hears, like, there's a, somebody, there's, a, like, a lady yelling for help, and Bobby says, oh, no, 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 the TV is on, which segues into Marcy inviting Bobby over to watch horror movies together. Um, but he doesn't really say yes, so she kind of, like, adds... Oh, her wood chipper's acting up. Could you come help her out? And he says yes to that. So it's a date. Uh, then he goes back to the demon who taunts him about Karen, who's, just as a reminder, his possessed wife whom he killed. And then she, under, you know, more torture, gives up Crowley's name, Fergus McLeod, and then Robbie quotes the contract loophole of best efforts and burns her bones anyway, killing her. Dick move. Um, Bobby... Continue. While he's researching, Fergus McLeod gets some calls for him to pretend to be the authorities on his many, many phones, including a call from Garth. Yeah, I love that guy. Garth! Um, and then Rufus shows up with a body to bury. <laughs> he's great. Hi, Rufus. I love so this Rufus. Is, Rufus. This love body him. is in Okami, which is typically only found in Japan. Man, monsters sure are acting weird these days. Yeah. Huh? Hmm. Um, so they dig up a hole, and Rufus makes a Hanukkah joke, and Bobby and Rufus discuss the Crowley lead. Uh, his name and preferred drink indicate a specific area in Scotland, and so despite Bobby not asking for help, Rufus is going to help. Uh, Dean calls again. The priest who was meant to bless their knife just died, so how else are they supposed to kill this Lamia? Meanwhile, Sam is getting tossed around in the background. It's really funny. Mm -hmm. um, Bobby gives them another method, but the cops show up while he's on the call, so he has to like disguise it as a recipe. That's really funny. Uh, the cops are Sheriff Jody Mills, we know her, and some other yeah. guy. Um, and so they show him a police sketch of Rufus. Uh, that somebody saw come here carrying a body. So Bobby asks if the guy has a warrant, and he is like, "Do I need one?" Yes, yes, you do. Yes, fucker. you do. Um, you literally do. It's in the law. Until Jody intervenes. Never. 
and Never says fucking that let them do anything without a warrant. <laughs> that she and Bobby have a rapport, so give them a minute. And so the guy goes out into the yard, and Bobby's like, "Well, I've got a body in the basement." And Jody's like, "Yeah, that's why I sent him out." And Bobby goes, "And in the yard." And in the yard. So, so they go out to stop the guy from finding this fresh grave, except that he found it, except that it's open and empty. And um, whoops. So Bobby makes up a lie and calls Rob. Uh, Robbie calls Rufus. <laughs> Robbie is the <laughs> Who um I like he got the cool. Okami lo- killing lore wrong, so now Bobby has to go save Marcy before the Okami eats her because it likes quote single white females while they sleep. Um, so Bobby bursts into her house with a shotgun, freaking her out, and demands to see her bedroom, freaking her out, and finds the Okami, freaking her out, and fights with it until he shoves it in the woodcheaper, freaking her the fuck out, and covering her in yeah. gore. Um, so their dinner date is officially canceled. Um, Bobby yeah. thinks this is just about typical. Then he and Rufus debrief over the phone, and Rufus tells him Crowley's full human name and birthplace and birth year, and that he had a son, Gavin, who died way back in the 1700s, and so Rufus has a lead on Gavin's ring, which Bobby plans to can plan to use to summon his ghost, which he could then use against Crowley as a hostage. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Dean calls again. He's worried about Sam because he's weird this season, and so Bobby has to cut him off because Rufus is calling, and Dean's like, wow, how rude. What could be more important than Sam? But uh, Rufus's call has sirens in the background because he has the ring, but the cops are after uh-huh. him. And so Bobby's like, don't swallow the ring. Don't as, swallow as, it. As Rufus swallows the ring. I'm swallowing um, it. Then Rufus gets arrested, really and good. Bobby switches back to Dean's call. Dean's like, how selfish are you for being distracted? And Bobby's like, put me on speaker right the fuck now. And so he gives them what for. He says he does everything for them. His soul's on borrowed time. He could use their help. And they're like, oh, shit. Yeah, Bobby, of course, Bobby. Um, it was a great Father's then... Day episode. <laughs> <laughs> Jody comes back to say that Marcy is uh, Marcy's report of a home invasion is not being filed. Yay, we love when the police are on the good guy side, I guess. Like, the yeah. politics here are weird. Um so then Bobby asks Gasp, he asks for help um, getting Rufus out of his prison and or jail, I guess, and back here. And she's like, no, I can't, my career. But then she like immediately does anyway. And so Rufus is here and he has the ring. Um, uh, Bobby summons Gavin and says, like, we're going to talk. And then we cut to Bobby summoning Crowley into another devil's trap. Crowley's having a bad time as king of hell. He complains about how demons don't like change. And then Crowley makes fun of Bobby's attempts to get his soul back from him. And Bobby reveals Gavin. So Crowley's like, oh, my God, my son, I love you so much. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. I can't stand that kid. Uh-huh. Um, Bobby's like, yeah, I know. He hates you, too. Uh, so Gavin told Bobby a bunch switcheroo. of helpful dirt. <laughs> they including... both play reverse Uno cards on each other. Yeah, including mm-hmm. where Crowley's buried. So Dean and Sam have gone to Scotland. They've international. Yeah, they left America. They literally left America. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're in Scotland right now, and they have dug up Crowley's bones. And Crowley's like, that's a myth. But now we see again this lady demon from earlier. And this time we watch her burn up in her seat as if we didn't know no. that that already happens. Yeah, Whatever. it was it was unnecessary. Um, lazy. And mm-hmm. so I like Bobby's the skeleton. Like, yeah, the skeleton looks It's good. a pretty cool effect. It's just like stupid yeah. to put it back here. Um, I just love to see a skeleton. So true. Why will see a person and be like, wow, there's a skeleton in there. (laughs) Um, Bobby says that demons are just twisted spirits, ghosts with an ego, which fucks severely. It's Um, so good. It's I love this so much. I can't wait to talk more about it. We're gonna we're gonna tear that one apart. It's so tasty. Um and so Dean plays with the lighter next to the phone mic and Crowley gives in and erases Bobby's tattoo contract, except for the part about letting him keep his legs, um, his working legs. And so the boys keep give Crowley his bones back I why okay I don't know I guess he just wants to protect him but I don't know why they gave it to him uh and so then the the, they joke about Dean's fear of flying it's really cute and so Bobby tries once more I mean 
I didn't mention throughout the rest of the synopsis. A couple times he's tried to ha- to eat his Marcy-given cobbler, but this time, again, his phone rings, and so yeah. he, this guy cannot catch a goddamn break. The end. I got the sense that they gave his bones back because, like, he they they used the bargain here. Now that he knows that it's happened, like, this would it, it's safer probably to just deal with the King of Hell than it is to, like, try to double-cross him. Mm-hmm. But... Double cross a guy who yeah. literally double crosses for a living. Also, the writer, the everyone just wants Crowley to be around because he rules. Yeah, because he's the best. <laughs> he rules. He's great. I love him. I mean, um, Dean does but... say like, maybe I should just burn your bones anyway. And yeah. Sam's like, dude, a deal's a deal. Yeah. Okay. Didn't stop Bobby, have, but all right. They have honor. Yeah. It didn't stop them from yeah. double crossing yeah. Meg. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Again, they. I get this. I think. Okay. This is this is my read on it, which is that like he's. He helped them in the past, even if he's being a dick now, like they're willing to extend more, uh, they're willing to be more honorable with him because of that. Mm -hmm. Also, I feel like this way he kind of owes them a favor. He does. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're like even. (laughs) Which is to say the favor is like, we could have killed you and didn't. Yeah. (laughs) Which is a fucked up favor to owe somebody. Yeah, but but... that's the show. And if they kill Crowley, then who's going to be the ruler of hell? It's much easier to have somebody who will play ball with you when you need it. Yeah, it's true. It's um, true. It's true. On the the inside than somebody who literally wants to eat soup out of your skull. I think we're probably thinking about this more than Sam and Dean did, but I think these are all good reads. Um, Hello. Is Supernatural good? Only sometimes. (laughs) These last two episodes are really good. I mean, we said this was going to be a good stack. Yeah. Supernatural is not good, but Supernatural <laughs> occasionally looks like something good. Uh-huh. Yeah, don't don't let it trick you. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's just always funny when we get, like, uh, back-to-back two good episodes, because I'm like, because, you know, I only watch two episodes a week, so I'm like, man, I'm feeling really good about this show this week, and then something happens, and I'm like, all right, this is the, this is the show normally. Exactly. But, uh... Don't forget, though, Supernatural is the mind killer. Supernatural yeah. is the little death um. that brings total obliteration. <laughs> Don't quote fucking Dune on our Supernatural podcast. Um, I did it for Wyatt. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is like, this This might go down as like another all-timer for me in terms of like episodes. I just love anything that has like a creative new like spin on what's happening. Uh, Buffy does it all the time. Um, this is a little bit famously Buffy has that episode that's solely from the perspective of Xander as the others like do a hunt in the background and like he has no idea what's going on and it's just him like living his life. This is not exactly oh boy, the same. Can't wait for, but can't wait for baby. What? It's an episode titled Down the Road. Oh, okay. Um, You'll go crazy for it. But uh yeah, I always love when uh when a show does that as like we're gonna switch the POV to a different character than we normally follow and show mm-hmm. what like his life is like. And uh yeah, just seeing like the little snippets, or not, not even snippets. Like we, we, seeing what a day in the life is for Bobby is really fun. Him like having to go break into a library, all the phone calls he gets, the like, what's that one guy? He's like, no, you have to call the real FBI. Garth, are you yeah, still alive? Like, yeah, yeah, I love Garth. Garth. Yeah, That's Garth. he goes, how are you still alive? Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, I love when when shows give us you know outsider POV or secondary yeah. POV. Um, Rami does this, um, where like every now and then one of the other characters gets their own episode. We just like see what they're doing. Yeah, it's and really those are fun. The best ones. Yeah. 
love you, he Bobby. switches. They're good. Let this old man take I, a I nap. I love you, Bobby. He's so tired. He was, uh, he was the, up until 5 a.m. Yeah, I know. That's the that that that's like maybe one of the things I love most in this about this episode is like in every other episode, Bobby's there like man in the chair. Like he uh they they call him and they're like, We need this monster info, and then like 20 minutes later in the episode, he calls them up when it's dramatically appropriate to give it to them. But on Bobby's side, like those those 20 minutes are him like researching for four to five hours straight like mm-hmm. often staying up like it's it's he does a lot for you need to digitize your collection it's... bobby search in pdf <laughs> mm-hmm. so true well i mean he had to steal this book yeah and then he should have scanned it no <laughs> that would have taken such a long time anyway yeah i really like this episode because like without this episode it kind of seems like well what's bobby doing all day you know like yep. he can't be researching all the time and the answer is like well he kind of is um, and that when he's not burying bodies and scamming the authorities, he is reading. Yep. He's old. Mm-hmm. He's gonna hurt his eyes. Yeah. He's an old man. He's doing this by, like, candlelight. <laughs> he is. It's very, like, it's very dark academia of him. <laughs> <laughs> New dark academia goals to be a 70-year-old man. <laughs> so true. In a junkyard. <laughs> um... Should we move chronologically then? Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, uh, I love Crowley. It's is... so funny. Crowley so is just like, I'm going to hit on this guy until he tries to kill me, and then I'm going to do it again. Yeah, okay. So my first note is when Bobby does the summoning spell and Crowley pops up, I said, that's a lot of effort to go to for a booty call. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, Bobby goes, bite me, and Crowley goes, if that's your thing. Yeah. Yep. Like, that's literally Bobby's first line in this episode besides the yep. incantation. They're so... You know that post that's like, I love when uh, old men have a weird gay thing going. Actually, I don't know if it's specified. (laughs) Exactly. I don't know if it's Uh, specified old men, but that. There's there's two of that in this episode. Yeah, the Krabby and Boofus is we are feasting today. (laughs) Krabby and Boofus are my favorite Harry Potter character. (laughs) Shut up. Gee, Bobby, how come Daniel? Those aren't those the guys that hang out with Draco Malfoy, Krabby and Boofus. How come Dav and Laughlin let you have two boyfriends? Uh, yeah. Same reason Sarah Gamble let Dean have two boyfriends in uh, season eight. I almost said the word out loud. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna do an actor fact now. The the TV that's on here, the like news broadcast, that's Jensen Ackles' dad. Ah? Huh? Says uh, what's his name? Alan Ackles. Is well, his dad like an actual? He's been in stuff. Anchor? No, no, he's okay. a boy. He's like he's an actor, but he's like. Okay. He hasn't been in that much stuff. Not everyone can be Jensen Ackles. Not ever, no, not everyone can be Dean Winchester. Only Jensen Ackles can be Dean, Dean Winchester. Um, and that one guy who played him in After School Special. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, this contract like loophole thing is so fun. I love that it's just best efforts. It's so slimy. It's good. And when Bobby goes, what the hell does that mean? I love Crowley's, like... The way he little scrunches up, he goes, means I'd like to. Yeah. But <laughs> it's so good. I love yeah. him. He's such an asshole. Um, when Bobby reveals the devil's trap, <laughs> Crowley goes, I hope that's paint. Yeah. He says, I'm going Dateline on your ass. Yeah. It's a good, um, it's a good, like, evolution of uh, devil's traps using, like, invisible ink, basically. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, what is wrong with Crowley? He says that the... Relevant bit of the contract is on Bobby's naughty bits. Uh-huh. Um, He's so weird. <laughs> he says, 10 years, weirdo. you come to daddy. Like, 
Crowley, take a fucking chill pill. <laughs> Literally, go take a cold shower. <laughs> He's just unremittingly, unremorsefully They need like a little holy water spray bottle to make Crowley shut <laughs> up. Literally. <laughs> like spritzing a cat. Uh, he calls him Robert, which is funny. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But yeah, also yeah. something there about like names and chosen and preferred names and yeah. like the power mm-hmm. of true names and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fergus McLeod. I I love later that um the the angel that he's got in the basement. It's like we call him the le- like leprechaun or whatever behind his back. Lucky and Bobby's just back. like McLeod is Scottish, you idiot. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Um, I love. I love. This has been one of my deep deep joys since I was a, a wee supernatural fan, but I love I love the idea of Crowley's underlings just not taking him very seriously. It's good. At all. It's good. <laughs> it's some good like hell bureaucracy stuff. Uh-huh. Um where it's like, yeah, technically it's like it's like, you know when uh Mr. and Mrs. Bennett are talking about how uh oh fuck. Uh-huh. Well what's her name? L- Lizzie? No, the older Jane. one. Oh, Jane, Jane it's yeah. how Jane and Mr. Bingley are going to be, uh, like, cheated by their servants because they just don't right, mm, right, yeah. look. Like, that's how I feel hell feels about Crowley. Uh-huh. I think, like, he's, if, if you, if he really had to make an example of somebody, he would. But for the most part, he's like, whatever. As long as they get their jobs done, like, yeah, they can Crowley, skim Crowley a bit off seems the top. like he would leave his underlings on a long leash in that way. Like, he doesn't seem like mm-hmm. someone who is interested in micromanaging people. Yeah. So long as we get results and nobody is, like, actively trying to overthrow him, they're demons. They're going to fucking do whatever they want. Also, I guess for the, for the, for the viewer, for the listeners, uh, the gif is, is Crowley saying, So my demons were too polite, which I guess we could post in the refs. Yeah. It got cited. It got used in that one, like, really old Tumblr post of, like, why don't the demons just punch through walls? They only ever salt the windows. And then uh-huh. like this reaction, Jeff. Um, so then the episode does a fun, like, switcheroo in that, like, okay, we get this cold open with Bobby. And then we go to the boys, like, doing their investigation. But then they, like, send in the thing. And then we hang on Bobby instead of them and him doing the research. And it's like, oh, that's what the episode's about. And it's fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who directed this episode? Jensen Ackles. What? Jensen what? Ackles? What? Is this his first directing credit? I. Is this the one where he talked about, like, the... the yeah, this Kim is his first directing. Being like, oh. oh my god! That's cool. He did a good job. This is a well-directed episode, job. I think. Yeah, it's a well-directed episode. Good job, Jensen. Kim would be proud. The, um, the, the like, montage cuts and stuff when he's, like, going to the library is fun. Uh-huh. Also, the song choice is fun. Yes, yeah, uh, Gambler. Especially because Crowley references it later. Mm-hmm. For, for, the, for the audience who's not watching the show with us, it's... Um, it's The Gambler by Kenny Rogers. Thank you. Yeah. It's a good song. I was literally going to say, you got to know when to hold them. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I, guess it's, the- I guess it's not famously sung by Kenny Rogers. Apparently, it was written by someone else, but yeah, it's a... It's a it's a country classic. It's it's a good one though. It's one of the one of the mm-hmm. old timey country ones before it uh, before the genre got conservatized. Mm-hmm. It's a really good montage. Um, after yeah. everything mm-hmm. that goes wrong, Bobby goes balls. Is really yeah. It, it's Which that's so a good. that's a that's a Bobby thing. We've this has happened yeah. before. Uh-huh. That's that's his swear word of choice. 
Yeah, so he can't find anything in his book, and he goes balls, and then he goes to the library and has to break in and falls through the window and goes balls, and then he gets out with the book, and he tries to start the car, and it won't start, and he goes balls. (laughs) He's having such a rough time. Bobby's no good, very bad day. Literally. He's so tired. He's so tired. Let him sleep. And I mean, if this is literally weekend at Bobby's, then that was a Saturday, and then he gets back and spends all Saturday night reading up these books so that he can call back the boys who don't even say thank you don't even say thank you and then rufus shows up fucking asshole i love rufus i love him so much um he says bobby's name bobby well hold on before rufus shows up we have the, <laughs> the first scene with the yeah we get this the demon scene yes. not too much happens here she yeah like, i mean it's just establishing the bones like thing. a demon in like a antagonistic way the doorbell mm-hmm. rings and we and learn she goes you're gonna get that or what she's like one second out from being tortured it was pretty funny yeah. It's great. Demons we do also get the reveal cats. that Crowley is the king of hell. Yes. Now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, um, you mentioned that during the synopsis, but yeah, this yeah. is where we learn it. And it rules. Shoutouts to Crowley moving up in the world just like Castiel. So true. Exactly. They are foils. Yeah. Which is, again, I like I like this power vacuum stuff. What's Cass and Crowley's uh, ship name, Emma? I think it's usually just Cass Crowley. Oh, Crowstiel. Crowstiel. <sighs> Supernatural watchers will be like, is anyone going to ship this angel with somebody and not wait for an answer? <laughs> He needs to get some action. He does. Maybe it would maybe it would help him fix him. Why don't you get Dick down and maybe you'll calm down? <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, and then we get the like burning scenes like we don't know what it is. I, I just assumed it was like the I I I didn't directly assume that it was her bones, but I assume it was some like remnant of her as a person in the same way it is for ghosts. I'm like, oh yeah, demons being bound to like some physical like remnant of them. That makes sense. That's like part of the metaphysics of this already that we've seen. Um, that's neat. So we can talk more about that later when that when it's fully talked about. But but if you're cremated, does that mean you can't become? I was thinking about this, but also like uh, this has been a thing with ghosts as well. If there's an object that I think mm-hmm. I think how it works is the bones are the closest possible. Are if a ghost wants to situation. stay around, the bones are the ideal situation because they're the most like you. And if you don't have bones to go into, you go into whatever the like closest available thing is that that like has strong had a strong meaning to you in life. And like nothing has a stronger meaning so, than your literal body, but like mm-hmm. yeah, but I mean everything so has when, something connecting yeah. that. Like everyone has yeah. something that's But when you burn a ghost's body, do they go to hell? Presumably, that's what was implied yeah, I mean, at the, the end the there with the son. But, well, in Roadkill, she, was, she wasn't burned. She was, like, encouraged to move on, and so therefore she presumably passed yeah. into heaven. Yeah. Her, her, she finished her unfinished business. Well, because I'm just, I'm thinking about, like, the circle of life here, where uh-huh. it's like, imagine you are cremated at death. You go to hell. You pop out as a demon. There's nothing, like... But then it's like you have a body and you become a ghost, but then they burn your bones and you go to hell and then you become a demon. <laughs> That's a good point. You know? It's like it's like soulception. <laughs> That's my only critique of this. Otherwise I think it rules. I just don't understand how the metaphysics would work. Maybe maybe, the maybe, maybe burning the ghost's bones destroys the soul instead of sending it on. I don't think so. I think what it might I think if we're gonna come up with metaphysics for this, because the show isn't gonna care about that, there's this could be a good explanation for why there aren't why there aren't like a trillion demons or whatever why don't that why they don't just overrun heaven is because like not everyone everyone like demons are people who go to hell but not everyone who goes to hell can become a demon 
Mm-hmm. Maybe if there's not, because if it if they if they work the same way ghosts do, not everyone who dies becomes a ghost. You need to like want to hold on to some degree. It could be that the souls in hell, like the ones that don't become demons, are the ones that just like fade. You know, like mm-hmm. the torture just turns them into like blankness. Like they just go dark. Mm. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy that. So maybe if if you are a ghost, you can't become a demon because there's not enough of you left. Yeah, or if you're a ghost who's like banished. In particular, yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting though. Like, mm-hmm. um, I said I said we weren't gonna talk about it. Now we're talking about it. That's fine. That's whatever. <laughs> you know. I'm I'm fine to do stuff out of orders. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's neat. I like that. It it just makes I like sense in terms mm-hmm. of oh yeah, these are the rules the show set up sets up. Like it makes perfect sense to combine them. Like yeah, demons don't have physical bodies and they're they're dead people. So of course they work like ghosts. Mm-hmm. They're just extra yeah they're extra special ghosts, ghosts yeah and it, it mm-hmm. ties it all the way back into like this was a show about hunting ghosts and it turning into a show about hunting demons there's mm-hmm. connective tissue now there in a way that i think is fun yeah mm-hmm. it's interesting though that demons can't manifest like ghosts can they have to possess a body they're they're more ephemeral in that way well we've seen the like clouds of black smoke that they don't really do so much mm-hmm. anymore yeah but in order for but demons still have vessels that they occupy. Yeah, I'm not saying like yeah. during I mean, exorcism. I mean, like also, the though. way back in Phantom Traveler, there was like the black mist came out of the yeah. vent to go possess that guy. So mm-hmm. like they can move around. It's just not convenient to do that. Yeah, but they can't like they can't, they can't do anything but be like black ghosts smoke. Can. Right. Yeah, they can't. Like this is not what Crowley looked like in life. This is the person that Crowley possessed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. If you took that body away, he would have to go find another one. He can't just, like, materialize yeah. out of black smoke into a person. Which, like, is fine. Like, like differences. The, they are still different yeah. creatures. They just have, like, a connecting... Yeah, I yeah. like it. It's, it's it's cool. But it's interesting how, like, a more powerful version of a ghost can't... Yeah. Has to rely on the living. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, Marcy shows up. We're getting up. too Watsonian up in this bitch. <laughs> it's fun to talk about. Uh, but yeah, Marcy shows up to give him this cobbler. Uh, and flirt with him. Mm-hmm. He looks so happy about it. He like sniffs it and smiles. Yeah, Marcy yeah. tries so hard here. It's like sweet in terms mm-hmm. of like, oh, you like horror movies? That's an in. Come watch this horror movie with me. Yeah, uh-huh. they're really sweet actually. Both of them popcorn. like before he gets to the door, like they're both like kind of like fixing their hair or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that doesn't work, and so instead of being like, okay, well, he's blowing me off, she's like, uh, can you come, she, like, tries tactic number two, can you come fix my wood chipper? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if I bring out some little sandwiches yep. and lemonades yep. and we get to talking, then it Yeah, it would be rude if you, like, fix my wood chipper and left. I have to invite yep. you in. Yeah, um, I have dinner. Also, good Chekhov's wind, ch- wood, wind chipper, good Chekhov's wood chipper. Yeah. Yep. We love it when a wood chipper. Yep. Yeah. Also, specifically, Marcy goes, "Have you seen Drag Me to Hell?" And Bobby goes, "I'm trying to yep. avoid it." <laughs> yeah, he's got yeah. ten years. Um, also, that movie just came out, which is fun. Mm. Oh, so that's a real movie. Yeah, it's a Sam Raimi movie. Oh. Has- I live under a rock. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes back downstairs, mm-hmm. and the demon makes a snarky comment. Blah blah blah. Reveals the name. Does the leprechaun yep. joke. The Rufus shows and then up. He sets her on fire. Yes, and then mm-hmm. Rufus. Yeah. Rufus shows up. I mean, it's such a good bit. Like, you gotta help me hide a body. Call. Oh. Right, right, right. We get the call montage. I mean, we talked about that already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Wait, one of his phones is labeled CDC fun. Frank Castle. Isn't that the oh, guy? Hmm. That, that is the guy. That is the Punisher. A little, <laughs> little Easter egg. Okay. Dean and Sam aren't the only ones who can use pop culture figures uh, as fake names. I do like that he's got all his phones labeled for like his yeah, different pseudonyms. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, I would never be able to keep all of those yeah. straight. Also, I like how old his computer is. He's got like an old, um, like probably a Mac. It looks like to me, but one of those like where the where the tower is inside the monitor. I think that's what it looks like. My grandma had a computer that looked like that. Mm. Oh no no no! Oh, that's the tower underneath it. So it's the kind that like just sits on top. But it's like a little tower. It's like a. It's not a tower. It's a. It's horizontal. Anyway, it's an old computer. I like that because he's an old man. <laughs> old man, old mm -hmm. computer. He sticks to what he's used to. Mm -hmm. Compared to like Sam's fancy laptops. And then Rufus shows up. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, they bury the body. Uh, anything to talk about here? They mostly just banter with each other. Rufus makes the, the Hanukkah joke that yeah. Emma just mentioned in the synopsis. Yeah, he likes, he, he the... likes his it uh... a backhoe. I guess. A digger. Mechanical digger. A diggy guy. Yeah, yeah. One of those big construction truck things yeah um to dig a hole and rufus eyes the truck and goes man i know what i want for hanukkah yeah yeah so yeah. true king um i forgot to mention they talk about the how neither of these monsters was anywhere near they're supposed to be um, yes because this one's only in japan this one's only in greece i did mention that but um when they talked about the lamia before uh somebody okay dean says looks like this freak is immigrating um loaded mm. yeah politics of supernatural are diabolical at least it's not like a at least at least it's a it's a white monster i guess that they're talking about in that case yeah depending on who you ask yeah yeah i mean greece is complicated in that regard but it is that it is considered the like yeah. foundation of western culture in the like broad uh That's weird true, right. like weirdness of whiteness yep true true that's true mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I, this is very American Gods, um, again, as far as like, oh, the monsters from different people's cultures are coming to America. Although, unlike it being like they immigrated with the immigrants, this seems to be more like something is occurring. Something is happening mm, in America that them. is drawing monsters to it, which, okay, all right, I'm in, I'm, I'll, let's, let's see how this plays out, as I said. Yeah, this is. I'm not sure about if America. it's only specifically like they're coming to America, or it's more just like they're going everywhere now. Um, because we obviously have no eyes and ears anywhere outside of America, so it's possible that like they could also be found in other countries that they wouldn't normally go to, and we would just have no idea. Fighting Lamias and or not Lamias, fighting Okami in Spain. Got Lamias in Russian in Russia. <laughs> they're climbing all up on the Jesus statue in Rio. <laughs> Do you have a folklore corner for this episode, Wyatt? Oh, I guess this it, well, is not me inviting you to start it. This is just me asking you. Um, I mean, there's, I like, there's, <laughs> the the I don't know what they were trying to do with the Okami. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, cause cause they don't actually do any exposition. They just show us her teeth and imply that she has yeah, a and like the special the, like, taste uh, for single yeah, white I women, like. Cause, 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 okay. I don't know enough about this. It's hard to like look into the specific um, history of like various um, yokai. But like from from what I know, okami just means like great spirit because kami means spirit. And if you put an O in front of something in Japanese, that it's like an emphasizer. It's like 
in that way. Um, so mm. that's why the video game Okami is called that because you play the great spirit Amaterasu as a as a wolf. Um, I mm. I don't I part of me wonders if they literally just like yeah it's an Okami and it's named after the video game. <laughs> like I don't know, but like this doesn't. I mean there are there are like yokai that that do like the I guess like succubus slash incubus style thing of like coming in at night and like sucking out people's souls if i remember correctly because like um lots of cultures all over the place have like common uh like creatures in that regard because people have sleep paralysis and like mm -hmm. that's a it's a and also the dark is scary yes <laughs> the dark is scary people see things in the dark people have nightmares people have sleep paralysis and hallucinate things on their chest etc etc um so i wouldn't be surprised but like they don't call it anything like Okami isn't a that's a it's a generic term is the is the point that I'm mm -hmm. trying to make. Um, mm -hmm. Lamia, meanwhile, it's not a word for a specific yeah. creature. As far as I'm aware, again, I'm not an expert. I'm on but, the Wikipedia but... page for the video game, um, and it says that the game's name is a pun because Okami can mean either great god or wolf yes. in Japanese. Yes, yes, it also um, yes. Right, so there's that is going on within the game. There doesn't seem to be any like invoking wolves in this character in Supernatural. Well, she's got sharp um, teeth is the, the teeth. only thing. Exactly. But, yeah. Um yeah, Lamias are like blood sucking like critter like snake ladies. Uh which we see we briefly see the Lamia in the background in a way I think was fun, and she seems snakeish. So they got that right. But isn't the the thing they talk about them like eating hearts, right? The the chests were busted wide open, and I think the hearts were missing. Yeah, yeah. yeah Bobby says I mean, juice. Oh yeah, they juice the. So yeah, yeah. I mean that's more. that's accurate then. Yeah, which yeah. I mean, if you're gonna um, drink blood and you need a quick fix, I guess putting some hearts in a juicer would do yeah, it. Lamias are one of those like classic. Uh, I mean. <laughs> Like everything in Greek mythology, Lamias have, like, different origins depending on, like, what point in the mythological history of Greece you're pulling from, because Greece has been around for a while, and a lot of its creatures have gone through, like, multiple different... There are multiple different stories and origin points, because I think at one point, like, a La the Lamia was, like, a specific thing that was, like, a, a person that Zeus transformed into a snake lady, but also the Lamia is one of the monsters uh, that was uh, uh, Scylla's children, um, so, like, sea monsters, so, yeah, I don't know, but that's why that's why they're, like, snake ladies, is, you know, snakes and, like, eels Hawkers. and sea serpents and stuff like that, um, but, yeah, they do like to eat people and their blood and stuff, so that's, that's right. That's my that's my folklore corner. Thank you, Wyatt. You're welcome. Thank you, Wyatt. That was that was off the dome. These are just yeah, but uh, I just like Greek mythology. This bitch just knows things. Imagine just knowing <laughs> things. Um, okay. speaking of Rufus, does a little info dump about Scotch. Yes, I like this a lot. Yeah. I really like this. He's a, he's a Scotch nerd. I love. He's him. like, what's and he say? Like, like I'm yeah, no we've heathen. We've already established that he's a an alcohol fancy guy yeah he and he and um, dean have dean that fancy alcohol and dean's exactly. like wow that was delicious <laughs> yeah he described it's like it's like the back of the bottle the way he describes it, it talks he about the like, whole, like long finish of citrus whatever i'm not an alcohol person if that wasn't clear um hold on where is the transcript it's what 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 are you specifically looking for? I have it open. Do you want me to just read it? I'm looking at it's, 
Hold on, I'm trying to find. Okay, yes, please okay. read it. Okay. He, he, Rufus. What the fuck do you think I'm doing? I, I don't know. I, I didn't know what you were looking it. for. I, I just wanted to read uh, Rufus's. Okay. He says it's scotch, just, only made and sold in a tiny area on the north tip of uh, of how do I how do you say this? Caithness? Caithness County? I don't know. It's peaty and sharp with a long finish of citrus and tobacco to to bleh, tobacco notes. Um, and then Bobby looks at him. He's like, "Hey, what? What am I? A heathen?" I know what Craig is. I love that it's called Craig. Just like the otters. <laughs> yes, just like our darling recording bot. So true. Um, I don't think this is real, but it's it's funny that they named it Craig. Craig. They so they like yeah okay so this is how we can find out like where his bones are. Um, we the audience don't know that yet, but we know that they need to find out where he lived. Um, mm -hmm. and then we cut back to. Well, hold uh, on a second. Dean... Bobby says, I ain't asking for no help. And Rufus says, I ain't asking for your permission. Right. They're besties. They are. It's They're good. burying a body together. They're burying a body together. Fellas. Um, and yeah, we get that intercut like you talked about with uh, Sam and Dean fighting the Lamia. And we see it in the background. And it's kicking, kicking Sam's ass. And over this cop scene, Bobby has to help them deal with that, which is funny and good. In terms of like, I'm talking to my mom and giving her a recipe. Um... There's a there's a funny bit here where the the aggro cop that's like I don't need a warrant uh, has the sketch of Rufus and he's like Have you seen this guy? And Bobby says No, I've never seen that dick. And he goes How do you know he's a dick? And Bobby goes Lucky guess. And Jody in the background is like Oh boy. Yeah, I mean listen, if the cops show up looking for somebody, guessing he's mm -hmm. a dick is not like a leap. Uh huh. According to the logic of cops. Yeah, he's just he's just doing cop stuff, <laughs> jumping on any 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 uh, point of access. Mm -hmm. Fuck this guy. Wait a minute. Yep. Bobby says it's a work day. It's not even weekend at Bobby's. It's not even a weekend. Maybe he works on the weekends. Yeah. He's he's around the clock kind Maybe of guy. Maybe he's a Twitch streamer. <laughs> uh, I would tune into Bobby's Twitch streams. Uh-huh. Bobby's Minecraft Let's Play videos. No, I so want Bobby, I want Bobby to play like mythological and fantasy games and like go off about like historical and like mythological inaccuracies. Like Stephen Colbert and the Balrog? Uh-huh, yes, like Stephen yeah, Colbert and the Balrog. Um So yeah, they go so, to the yeah. where the body was buried, and Bobby's like is a septic tank explosion, which seems to work. I love the way the Fed looks at his shoes and is all yeah. like, He takes a step back, step he's like, hmm. That's good. <laughs> This guy sucks. It's great. Yeah, I hate his ass. Um, and then Bobby calls up Rufus. It's like the Okavi ain't dead. Rufus is like, of course it is. Like, did you did you use bamboo dagger? Dagger blessed by Shadow Priest, etc. etc. Bobby goes, did you stab it seven times? Rufus goes, five times. Bobby goes, it's seven. Rufus goes, no, I'm pretty sure it's five. <laughs> Their banter is so good. They're so fun. Bobby's like, well, clearly it's seven times. The hole's empty. Um. This is where Rufus says that it was feeding on single white females while they slept, which yep. politics mm. of demographics. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I like that. It's just a convenient way of of setting up. Um, what's her name? Yeah, Marcy? but Marcy didn't have to be white. Yeah, you're right. They could they could have just said single women. Also, like they literally could have just said women. It's not like there's anyone else around in this entire episode. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Jody is a woman. Yeah, but she doesn't. For a dollar, name she, a woman. Isn't she also single? Isn't her husband dead? Didn't her husband get eaten by her resurrected child? Yeah, and Donna hasn't been introduced yet, so she's still single. <laughs> but but um, Donna, Donna, Jody lives in town. She's not 
nearby this okami just no, escaped. she's not out in the boonies no. yeah it's weird single white like the positioning yeah. of single white females as like a uniquely targeted group by this monster especially the non-white monster is like yep. hmm, hmm, a choice yeah it's 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 so oh my weird. god, and it's Andrew Dab. So of course there's weird yep. anti-Asian racism in it, of course. It's Andrew yeah. Dab, and so of course it's like weird also like Orientalism of just like putting this monster in here. At least the last time it was a real monster. Even if it yeah. didn't make any sense for like how the ghost sickness worked. At least that was an actual yokai. This is just an Okami reference. Yeah. Anyway. Andrew Dab, you will pay for your Bobby kills your the life. Okami reference in the wood chipper. It's pretty cool. They get bathed in blood. Uh huh, and he tells Rufus yeah. on the phone that that he killed. It's a classic line. Says, you just had a you just had a bamboo knife blessed by a Shinto priest lying around, and Bobby says, "No, I used a wood chipper." And Rufus <laughs> says, "Yeah, yeah, wood but, chipper pretty much trumps everything." It's so good. It's so good. So that's, that's that dealt gross. with. She's like, she looks like a final girl, like a true final girl. Oh She's yeah, like yeah. Covered. This is some real. She looks like, like Carrie exactly. She, yeah, 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 yeah. And he goes, well, I guess I could come over for dinner <laughs> another like, night. No. And she goes, I don't no, think so. No. That's good. Um, so, yeah, they find out that Crowley had a son and his ring's in a museum, et cetera, et cetera. The plot chugging along. Um, Bobby tries to eat that food, eat the cobbler again, and then Dean calls. Mm-hmm. Like, Sam's being weird. Rufus oh, while he was talking again, to Rufus, then, okay. um, Bobby goes... Um, he says, I need that ring. And Rufus goes, oh, are you, are you asking for my help, Bob? Love uh, yeah. he calls him Bob. Bob. Rufus and Crowley mm-hmm. both having specific names they uh-huh. call Bobby that uh-huh. no one else calls him. Mwah. Anyway, mm. uh, Bobby goes, I'm asking for a ring. And I'd appreciate your, like, pause as he, like, grimaces and goes, help getting it. Yeah. Asking for a it. ring, yeah. huh, Bobby? Yeah. He's literally, yeah. he's asking for a ring, gay as hell. Yeah. If you like it, then you should have put a ring on. Thank you, Ash. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> when Dean calls, the caller ID says John P. Jones, and he picks up and goes, Dean. Yep. Love that. That's his John P. Jones phone. <laughs> um, Dean's like, we fried that lamby up real crispy. And then uh, the, the like Rufus, like, I'm swallowing it, Bobby. Scene happens. It's very funny. Bobby's like, don't I'm swallow it. it. Here's himself swallowing it. Takes a huge drink yep. of his pop. Yep. I love it. Um, and then in the background, we hear the cops arresting him. He's like, this is unnecessary force. I know my rights. Yeah, he's a black man. Bobby just hangs up on him. Yeah, poor Rufus. I mean, he t- he mm-hmm. turns. He's he's all right. He's all right in the end. Yeah. Jody gets and him Dean's out. Like you're the one person I can talk to about the stuff. Sam, Lisa, Ben. I I don't even know which way's up right now. And Bobby's like, this just isn't a good time. And Dean goes, you know what? Forget it. I'm burying my soul like a freaking girl here, and you've got stuff to do. That's fine. oh, Dean. Dean, I know you have protagonist <gasps> syndrome, but he goes. Uh, seriously, a little selfish. Not all about you, Dean. And so Bobby does what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Demands to talk. Put to me Sam on too. speaker. Yeah. Family meeting right now. Like, you two are the whiniest, most self-absorbed sons of bitches I ever met. Well, hold on. Right before that, he says, "I love you like my own." Yeah. It's oh. true. I'm selfish. Me, I do everything for you. You need some lore scrounged up. Your ass is pulled out of the fire. You need someone to bitch to about each other. Sam gives a look to Dean at that one. He's like, you're bitching about me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what do I get for it? Jack with a side of squat. And Dean tries to interrupt him. He's like, do I sound like I'm done? Yeah. So He's had a real hard day. <laughs> He's uh-huh. like, guys, Curly owns my soul. 
Yeah. And I will be damned if I'm going to sit around and be damned. It's so good. But this is this is really good thematically too, like for when, for Bobby bringing this up now, because like you ain't the center of the universe. Because while that's normally true in this episode, they're not. Bobby is. This is Bobby's episode. And mm-hmm. so I like that it's tied in thematically with like the boys' problems of being like, your problems aren't everything. Here's this other character who's dealing with his own stuff and you don't even know about it. Yeah, especially because like the main character syndrome that we've joked about is because they yeah. are the main characters of like heaven's giant plot, yes, like God's it's literally story. Written. But you've finished that and you're not supposed to be anymore. So like yeah. you stop the main yeah. characterness and like get over yourselves. And then they're like and Sam and says, also, all you gotta ha- do is ask. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. that was like, yeah, thesis. Were, they're there. It's it's really good. And then they help him with this thing for the rest of the episode. It's good. They do teamwork. It's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's a good episode. Dean gets on a nine-hour plane yeah, flight. He fl- yeah, that's their dad. Mm-hmm. He white knuckles it through four puke bags <laughs> for their dad. I like that callback. Didn't we? Wasn't there a thing at some point where like? Dean did a f- it was a flight was implied and like this didn't come up and we were like huh that's weird am I am I crazy I, have I feel no like idea. that's familiar but I don't remember it okay um, anyway they reference it here um and then Jody so, shows so back Jody up. shows up and Bobby asks her with help getting Rufus here yeah um he says, she says she's I'm a not fan. real good yeah I mean she that's thinks it's funny um Bobby says I'm not real good at this whole asking for help thing but and she cuts him off and says I'm sorry Bobby I can't so he's about to take a drink and then they show up. Yeah, well it's like it's weird. I get it. Like this is the this is the writing thing of being like we got to have the failure that turns into a success later for drama, but it's the next scene. Yeah, Normally it's there's like, like a scene or two, two in between later. them. Like it's mm-hmm. it's weird. There's no there's no tension. Yeah, it felt like they put it in to just do it cuz cuz they might as well, like cuz it's just a thing that people do and it's like no, this has. There's a reason why writers do this, and it's to provide. Yeah, it's to provide narrative tension, as you said, um, and also generally to like frame a scene of the other character having second thoughts or getting their mind changed somehow. Yeah, I guess. I guess no, they don't do that with it. Han Solo, but like it, <laughs> Han, Han's gone for a while, mm-hmm. and like shows up right in the nick of time, and they don't even do that here. It's just like she just shows up. He's not even in any trouble. It's like, yeah. I don't know. It's like they wrote themselves into like this little corner of like, oh, is Jody gonna do it? And then they were like, well, why? What we else are we to gonna do, do it. about it? Yeah. <laughs> so they just did it. Yeah. Anyway, Rufus produces the ring. Bobby is disgusted. We move on. Yep. The ghost shows up. Gavin the look, says, is the this look hell? Bobby gives him is pretty funny. It is pretty funny. Uh, Gavin says, "Is this hell?" And Bobby goes, "That's gonna depend on you," which is not a bad line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love Gavin's little Scottish accent. Uh, Crowley shows up because Bobby summons him again and Bobby says well you look like hammered crap and Crowley says in your vision as always what is wrong with gay people the rituals man they are intricate uh-huh. <laughs> this um, is where Crowley quotes the song that was playing before this mm-hmm. this actor Gavin y- yeah he looks a little bit like Tim Curry yeah like young Tim Curry like Tim Curry, that's been chewed on a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Like, hold on. Let me let me pull up. Uh, I need him with short hair. I'm trying to find him out of drag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is very difficult for Tim Curry in his younger days. I was gonna say when Wyatt said we need him with short hair, I was like, well, that rules out Rocky Picture. Yeah. <laughs> Rocky Picture. Rocky Horror. He's got the same eyes. Is my is yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, I was just like, who's this guy remind me of? And I thought about it for a second. He was like, oh, he looks like Tim Curry a little bit. I'm finally escaped to the one place that hasn't been. <laughs> Corrupted by my father. <laughs> America! <laughs> anyway, Crowley complains about how hell his promotion has been hell. Bobby says, I thought that was the point. Um, problem uh-huh. with demons is that they're demons. Trying to show them a new way, a better way, and what do you get, bugger all. Um, now he kind of understands why Lucifer was like, yeah, we should kill all the demons. The parallels um, with Cassier are so good. Mm-hmm. These are and two also, really like, good really, episodes to have back to back. Really clear mm-hmm. the way that like they're drawing on Good Omens Crowley of like other demons yes. are so unimaginative. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Crowley goes, feels good to get it off my chest. We should make this a thing. Crowley, get a therapist. <laughs> Bobby doesn't want to be your friend. <laughs> Bobby goes, do I look like Dr. Phil to you? And he says a little. He's like, kind of. It's so good. I love their banter. They're so the banter in this episode of... is so good. Like, yeah, Crowley does a little impression of the two of them doing their banter. Uh huh. So good. Who wants to read it? I love his Bobby impression. Yeah, he's like, but I'm surly and I got a beard. Give me. He doesn't say give me. He says give me. Yeah, yeah. He's uh-huh. doing like a bad. He southern... does like a yeah, like uh, an yeah. exaggerated southern voice that Bobby doesn't even sound like. Um, blah, he's blah, like putting on thickly Capone American. Insult. I think it's mm-hmm. corn Corn, corn, corn Sorry, I can't. He does say buckets. I can't talk. Yep. We love to see it. Um, and then Crowley there's this trans as hell. <laughs> yeah? He so literally true. has a dead name and sold his soul for bottom surgery. Hmm. <laughs> he did do that. You're right. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite character bits of Crowley, Crowley is that he literally went to hell and became a demon for three more inches of dick. Yeah, he's he makes a joke about it. He goes just trying to hit double digits, implying that he already had a seven inch dick. Uh huh. <laughs> it's really good. It's so funny. It's, it's so, so dumb. Funny. <laughs> it's pretty dumb, but it's a good joke. If you're gonna make a dick joke, it's a pretty funny one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I the love delivery him. is he's also really good on that line. Crowley yeah. also flirts with Dean here. <laughs> he does the same yeah. thing he did to, to Bobby. He's like, we should make this a, a, a thing. We should get when together. Dean's on the phone, he's like, it's been a lot. Yeah, it's like, we should hang out. And Dean's like, we'll have to do that when I get back as it shows uh, them in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Crowley's one character note is that he will hit on every single yep. Winchester adjacent person until somebody takes him up on it. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's like, by God, except for Sam. Except for Sam. <laughs> well, he has no interest in Sam. He calls him Moose at some point in this episode, which is the second he time he's done that. Yeah. Yeah, um, I wouldn't call that flirting. No, though. I mean, not really. But it's not like there's no... I mean, there's a... there's absolutely people if out Sam there offered, who are If Sam offered, he'd yeah. probably be like, okay, fine. But he's there's not cram like, out there. There's what? cram out there. I hate that. There's a good bit here uh, where Dean's like, did you really used to wear a, sk- wear a skirt? And he's like, a kill. I had very athletic thighs. Or sorry, calves, calves, calves. Yeah, literally, though, um, Trans Crowley, for real, he did used to wear a skirt. Yeah, so true. Um, He says, what's the game? And Dingo's dominoes. In fact, we just dug yours up, which is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, and he's like, they they get one over him. He's like, ah, dang it. So he, yeah, Yeah. he tries to cover with the whole it's a myth thing. He might even believe that it's a myth. Um, Probably not, though. He goes bollocks, specifically. Bollocks. Yeah. But then he makes like a little, like, you got me face. It's good. Mm-hmm. Hey, he's a he's a businessman yeah. and a, a a shitty a shitty bitch. Yeah, we we see we see him. He knows when he's. We beat. see him go through the seven stages of grief like in five seconds. 
<laughs> the seven stages? Wait. They added more? Sorry, the five it stages. Is, there are five, and there's also a different model that has seven, but I think the five is more, like, oh. commonly known. Damn, okay. Fucking graduate students. <laughs> um, you mentioned how Carly says bollocks. Krabby is balls for bollocks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Dean does like he he like clicks his lighter next to the phone right and he says you hear that that's me flicking my bick for you what is wrong with these men <laughs> literally <laughs> i literally wrote dean uh this is also the scene where we get the um you're just spirits twisted perverted evil spirits but yeah. end of the day, you're nothing but ghosts with an ego so we've talked about this extensively yeah. do we have anything more to say about this cool line not really it's just cool it's just great i love it mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm um, and they do like, uh, what's the thing that happens? He just, he like teleports out. He like agrees, like, yeah, and then like teleports over. Yeah, he, he wipes he Bobby's contracts the... and then Bobby scrapes him out of the devil's trap and Carly pops over to yeah. Scotland. He comes in with like a bag. It's so funny. It's interesting. He his bones up. It's interesting here that like Sam's the one that's been Jokerified, but Dean's the one that wants to fry him and Sam's the one that goes a deal's a deal. Mm-hmm. Sam is purely logical. Isn't the logical thing to do is fry him? Well, no, we talked about all the benefits of keeping Crowley around. Right, right. I, mm-hmm. I mean, sure. I don't know if that's what they're thinking. Like, it's a, it's our excuse for the... I don't know. Because they don't talk about it. No, yeah. No. We, we talked about this already. It's fine. It's whatever. It's just interesting. That Crowley I, gets I to hold his own skull briefly. Metal as hell. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool uh, and good. Alas... Poor Fergus, I knew him well. <laughs> Thank you. That one's for my Hamlet mutuals. Yep. Um, then we do the, the joking about the plane, like we said. Yeah. Um, Dean says, if some nut job decided to try something, I was ready. I had a fork. He's so cute. They wouldn't let him take his weapons on the plane. Yeah. He was going to poke somebody. Some threatening tines. They try to have a like heart-to-heart, and Bobby's like, let's roll credits on this chick flick. Uh-huh. Yeah, like in many ways, Bobby is a much healthier role model um, for the boys, but he is not immune to masculinity yep. of the hunting community. Yep. Mm-hmm. Bobby says, try some of... Also, he's an old sister. Yeah, man. exactly. Try some of the local graba here. It's exotic. And Dean goes, yeah, I hear they have an olive garden. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. It's funny. <laughs> Bobby rolls his eyes and hangs up. It is funny. They're not going to... Dean would never eat haggis. No. And Sam would absolutely not. Sam doesn't eat bacon. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Bobby, we, we end on Bobby trying to eat his cobbler, and then the, the phone rings. It's good. Good episode. I don't really have anything more to say about it, because everything I've said about it, thematically, I've said already, but it was a fun time. The last note I had is that when when we leave the graveyard, the camera pans over. Just in case you didn't know it was Scotland, yeah, they it pans over and shows you landscape. a fucking castle. Yeah. They're just like, hey, remember, yeah. we, we got this pretty shot for you. Let's use it again. There's a castle. It's clearly superimposed. So you know it's in Scotland. <laughs> yeah. This is probably fucking, well, it's the Greater Vancouver yes. Metropolitan Area. Oh, this might actually be like a built set. I don't know. The I, I get like fake vibes from this graveyard, but. Yeah, I just think it's really funny how they were like, castle. Yeah. As if the, like, fog yeah. and clouds and grass were not Scottish yeah. enough, and the fucking Scottish guy walks in and takes his bones away. Yeah, like, it's funny. we know. Supernatural, we know. Okay, actor facts time? Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, I said, I said uh, Alan Ackles already. Um, 
Marcy was played by Jennifer Aspen, who was Julie in Claude's Crib, Daphne Jablonski in Part of Five, Janet in Bob Patterson, Trina Hamilton in Rodney, Sharon Peacham in GCB, uh, Jeannie Keene in Sharp Objects, Cindy the Realtor in Mr. Woodcock, and Kendra Giardi in Glee. Um, the Basement Demon was played by Sharon Taylor, who was Amelia Banks in Stargate Atlantis, Amara in Reese, Feora in Smallville, Virginia Panamic in Bellevue, Sophia Moon in Ghost Wars, which Ghost Wars has come up before. Sadly, the premise is not as cool as the title. Uh, Rose <laughs> Sunwind in Bad Blood, uh, Mika in Altered Carbon, Alina Souza in Big Sky, Cynthia and Jan in Candace Birch in Family Law. And that's it. And uh, that's us done. Okay, so two more yes. episodes we in the bag. Next, we talk about six five live free or try hard. Yay! Oh yes. man! Okay, yeah. all right. One of the Sarah. Let's Gamble, go. Wait, it's not even Sarah Gamble. One of the Gamble era episodes. It's Brett Matthews written. Um, what literally one of the gayest and most homophobic episodes ever. I'm so excited. Um, and then you can't handle the truth by Charmella Snyder and Reed. Interesting. I don't remember this one at all. The fuck is that one about? Oh, okay. We'll find out. I remember a little bit. Oh, I think I remember it very big. All right, yeah, this one's not an important one. Don't worry. It's, yeah, I think it's, it's not mid. memorable. Yeah. But we got one big one that we have spent so much time talking about. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, until well, next yeah. time. Until next time, we will um, be eating at Olive Garden <laughs> and getting yeah. interrupted from our yeah. meals to take a phone call. Yep. Damn, that's a Yiddish guy. Uh, make sure to rate and review us on the podcast platform of your choice. Send us questions. We love to hear yeah. from you. Do we get anything in the in the, the, the during the break? I, interrupt. I don't think so. I would have sent it. So let me see if I did send it. Okay. No, but I don't think we responded to the one from a couple weeks back. Yeah, that's what it's been a it's been a bit. Yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. on nine eleven, we got an ask um, from anonymous that says, "I've been binging your podcast. It's very entertaining. I'm almost caught up, and I have a couple notes for stuff you guys mentioned. Also, I'm currently on season nine of my own rewatch, but I'm procrastinating watching it. I missed season eight, Dusty already. So true. I haven't even seen season eight, and you're right. Um, episode thirty three, re evidence of Subdean and eight fifteen, another episode with." Eyebrow okay. raised politics, race politics. After Portia tells Dean off slash accessorative, Dean says that was incredibly hot. Real. Um, and episode 45, mm-hmm. the Glenn Close line is a reference to her role in the movie Fatal Attraction. Well, that'll mean something to me in a year. <laughs> <laughs> um, episode 45 was like a month or two ago to us. So this is like semi gibberish. But thank you very much for your <laughs> input, Annan. We appreciate it. Hopefully somebody else out there is like, oh, I understand that. Um, thanks Anna? for sending sits. I, I've smell. never heard anyone ever pronounce Anon like that, Emma. Leave me First alone. First is fucking Jif. First is fucking You want me to say Anon? now it's fucking... What do you want me to say? Anon! You fucking please! What did I say oh, if oh, not oh. Anon? You said Anon. You said Anon. Yeah, I did say that. Like Ganon! Like, <laughs> like fucking Ganon! Although saying it like Anon, like the whole timey word would be very funny. <laughs> Anon, I have been binging your podcast. (laughs) I will speak to you, Anon. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, bye. Bye, everybody. Once you have mastered time, you will understand how true it is that most people overestimate what they can accomplish in a year and underestimate what they can achieve in a decade, Tony Robbins. Okay, fair. Okay. Okay, Dr. Lee. Oh, this is like a big old self-help. Master time. Who the hell is master time? Okay, Tony Robbins. So, yeah, I know. Um, he's... <laughs> yeah, Wyatt? <laughs> <laughs>
Do you want <laughs> his self-help books? His his self-help books are named. The first one is named Unlimited Power. Oh my god. Unlimited and the second power. and the second one is named Awaken the Giant Within. Holy shit. Uh, self-help authors, I think, are the corniest people in the so world. They are so corny, bro. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I was thinking <laughs> when I was thinking about the giant. <laughs> um, when should we clap? Oh, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're doing the podcast. 55 seconds? Wait. Oh, okay. We can do on the minute. That was a good clap. It's been it's been a it's been a couple weeks. We all have the clap energy. Ash clapped so hard. I didn't even clap hard. I just clapped at a bad angle. Oh okay. Cool. Can't even clap properly. (laughs) Oh, you should see the the wavelengths from that that baby. Not be mean to Ash, people will say, <laughs> <laughs> Ash will make yep. a noise you've never heard before. <laughs> exactly, that's my special secret power. He's fucking way for me, right? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what happened if I just screamed. <laughs> <laughs> the music used on Word of Podcast. The last ones by Jazar on freemusicarchive.org. Licensed under an attribution share alike 3.0 international license. Find the link in the episode description.